Oh yeah. yeah I that's... just I just mean like you sound whooped. That's <laughs> it's it's been one of those weeks, man. Look, look honestly, uh, jet lag has kicked my butt to the next level. I, um, I can hear it. I, it, 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 it is readily. I'm I'm giving you the yes and. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Terrible I, improv. I'll, I'll I'll say this: if you see me dozing off halfway through the show, you know why. Not because you're not entertaining. It's just, um, <laughs> we were in we were in Korea for for about nine. Eight or nine days, eight days. I mean, that's, and, that's a that's a good run too, though. At least you had some time to kind of acclimate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we time, we, so we were good. we adjusted fully to the local time. It was so fully that it was like you know staying up late and all of that. Um, but there was a lot of things going on, obviously with unpacked. But then, like, okay, the night after we wait, let me remember how did we do this correctly? I did, we did it on what time was it? Did we do with the, when we did the uh, when we did the the podcast that day? We, we did. Last Thursday, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It was Thursday, but it was okay. So it was Friday for me. Friday early yeah, morning your for Friday me. Friday morning. My okay, that, night. that's where I was like thinking. I know we did it. I you did a different podcast did? than what we what you, you did. Yeah, for real. <laughs> we were on different shows. You you were yeah. in the high tech futuristic <laughs> Korea. Oh I was God. in rural New Mexico. You know what I really wish we could do? And, and for everybody, it? welcome to another episode. Oh of yeah. Week. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. really wish we could give up on time zones. We just had one time, one time, and everybody just so like here here in the United States, we get up at three p.m. and yeah. work till you know the end of the end our, of our, day, our day. Our days are just different, yeah. So essentially, is our timing is slightly off, so we don't follow yeah. the whole you know midnight whatever. I, I really, but it, I really whatever it is, had like one universal planetary time, twenty four hour a twenty four hour clock, so yeah. it's zero to twenty four. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't have to, like, are you eight hours ahead or seven hours behind or how does this work? Or, or, or my favorite, uh, my favorite, where people will basically send out, hey, we have these two time, meeting times, pick one. And it's always UTC plus one <laughs> minus five, six no. dash four. And I'm like, oh, my God, wouldn't it have been easier if you just put it in? Like, so, yeah, no, no. Um, time zones are, are, are a big issue. But the, the, the adjustment to them, especially when you like, it's yeah. weird. I don't have the same issue when I go to the UK, when I go, you know, Europe style, like eastward. Mm-hmm. For some reason, westward, it knock, it hits Messes me, me different. It's very My different. trips were always so much more brutal to recover from. Yeah. And like, and it's much harder because maybe because we are losing, like in, in theory, when we were coming back, if everything was fine and I didn't, and our flight wasn't canceled on Sunday, um, we would have actually been back in time because we leave at 1130 <laughs> right. Korea time on Sunday. And we land supposedly in LA at at ten thirty a.m. that same day, mind you. This was a second flight. I mean, we landed in San Francisco at six o'clock, so there was like a five hour gain That's, just yeah, from the sheer of not, you know time travel backwards. Yeah. But no, no, no. Um, so yeah, I think the uh, last time I flew back from Shenzhen, I ended up in Canada, and they were like, "Okay, well, just stay at the gate." And <laughs> well, I, we ended up stay we we stayed in San Francisco for a day. Um, uh, because oh, our flight, nice, yeah. Well, I mean, eh, I know. I mean, like, we got worst, bumped. The worst thing is no, because like international travel is already such a headache. Yeah, yeah. When one of the trips where I got bumped, I had to stay in uh, Hong Kong. Oh, for a night. yeah. That's not that bad. So, I, so, yeah. So at least, I mean, yeah, it was it was okay. It was fine. They put me up in this like Soviet era dorm room. <laughs> 
uh, it was <laughs> make sure you never do this again yeah yeah um no i mean like again i i have to say it was very practical but they were very hospitable like they they supplied meals and like you know the, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, uh, united did the same from, exactly yeah, yeah. there was uh great. everything but, was but covered. Just the familiarity of like if i have to get bumped and if i have to spend a night somewhere i would have preferred san francisco <laughs> Someplace a bit more familiar. <laughs> to to a certain point, I'll say um, it was yeah. Obviously, it was very familiar. We've been to San Francisco a thousand times. I, I it's not like un, uh, uncommon. And what I loved about it is it was the same time zone. We weren't jumping more time zones beyond yeah. that. It was a, a straight from Korea into San Francisco because for some reason LA doesn't have any flights going to Asia. We have more it's, European style, but well, just but I mean, like think about like the last couple trips we've both tried to take, and it's like. I used to be able to fly out of Burbank. Yeah. Now it's like if I fly out of Burbank, it's like three stops. And there's no way for me to get like an easy connecting flight. So anyway, uh, yeah. this has been your travel podcast for the week with, uh, with TK and Juan. With two grumpy you, old men that don't know how to adjust to learn time things. zone definitely, difference. Definitely uh, use those frequent flyer miles. You don't oh, want yes. to let those slide. Hey, we've got a great crew in here already. Um, oh, absolutely. I've, I'm seeing Tech Boy and Steve and Umar, Gabaletta, Vince, Ron, Michael Corker, and Greg. Uh, Bionic Scoop! And Mr. Barry Michael Johnson. Pepper Tech. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like Michael Pepper Tech has changed his handle. He's now Discussing Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's pretty solid. Barry I Johnson. I like the direction. Ghost Star Scream. I always kind of want to try and break out more of like a Galvatron voice whenever mm-hmm. I see Starscream. Starscream. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't no. quite pull off that guttural Leonard Nimoy, but I really like... Really want to like impress upon him. Lord no, no, no. Starscream. Starscream. Um, <laughs> we've got a full crew, so no. I, I, it's 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 appropriate. You know, normally mm-hmm. our intros have nothing to do with anything because this is TK and I's time to catch up. We it did literally, literally is. It is our we, time we, to catch up. We we literally start talking about our week, and then it's we just randomly push go. And we figure we'll get around to whatever it is we were going to talk about. But Cause, this week, because tech happens, yeah. Yeah, te- that, and that's life, right? Life, mm-hmm. tech, tech happens. But this week, it is it is uh, it, it is appropriate. It, we yeah. are on topic because the reason there's a reason TK was doing his jet setting, globe trotting, international travel, and uh, T- I, I don't want to steal your thunder. I know oh, you're no. exhausted, but I still want, <laughs> I feel like you need to do the intro for this this part of our conversation because I'm sure a lot of people in here will want to talk about this. It, it's it's basically now almost completing an entire week with um, our my two new friends, the Z Fold Five Ooh. and the brand new. Hopefully, I'm holding the right one because it has like too many phones. Uh, nope, that is not the right one. I was holding the Moto because I was working on a separate video, and of course, the Z Flip Five. Um, both devices that are very, well, actually I'll say this, both are new devices from Samsung launched last week in Korea. Mm -hmm. I had the amazing opportunity to not only be in Korea, but also attend it. You were in literally, if if there was ever a home turf for a company, that was exactly (laughs) where it was. And it's surprisingly enough, the amount of people that showed up for the event, the lines mm-hmm. that were outside to try to get fans in there yeah. were lo- like massive lines. So it's it crazy to, to see. Totally yeah, no, no. Totally different. Absolutely. To totally different in the country. To me, oh, it, 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 I, my imagination of what you were describing, it, it sounded a lot like the classic days of iPhone reveals where people were camping out outside. Oh, I got it. Exactly. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. still, I mean, as much as we made fun of that, it still bothers me that mm-hmm. we kind of killed that whole vibe. Because I used to go to, I, at the time, I had a, a good friend who was an AT&T PR rep. And mm-hmm. we, they would open an AT&T store early just for a bunch of us techies to come in and play with new iPhones. And then the local news would come in. And then we'd yeah. walk outside and there'd be an Apple store and there'd be all these people lining up and like... That that actually had a really fun communal energy to it, and and that's what I imagined when you yeah. started telling me about what the vibe was like for an it, unpacked. Not it, in New it was York. leading up to exactly, yeah, yeah. It's a very different culturally eye-opening type of an experience because not only is it like I'll even say the the, the presence in Seoul for Samsung is much bigger than even anywhere else. Like you still see iPhones, you still see other devices in there and LG is still around, which surprisingly LG is still like, uh, uh, but more for electronics and TVs and so on. And actually phone service, surprisingly in, uh, in, in Korea. Uh, but it was very much a Samsung dominated market. You're, you're driving down the street, you see billboards of Samsung devices and very, very big presence for them leading up to unpacked uh it, obviously there were signs at the airport everywhere you would go things that we just don't see here even if there was an yeah. unpacked in the u.s um you rarely ever saw like a, a, a like a teaser commercial saying no one hey, cares. there are a couple of billboards around new york or a couple absolutely yeah, yeah. If, if any that's all exactly get for unpacked here yeah but it felt like korea or at least seoul was preparing for unpacked from the moment we landed on, so we landed on Sunday. We got in a day early mm-hmm. than most people because we wanted to kind of, I guess I wanted to just kind of show up, relax a little bit and then kind yeah. of go. Oh, it's the worst feeling when like you land on the day. Um, it, it's That's like, it'll be thing. go, go, go because, um, yeah. Samsung had uh, things for us on every single day and it was basically morning, midday and late and late afternoon type of things. Um, but, but I'll say this. Everything led up to a an amazing launch of both, uh, actually, technically four products, right? We had the Z Fold 5, the Z Flip 5, we have the Watch 6, and then we also had the Tab 9, S9. So the 9 series for the tabs, the Watch 6 series, 6 and 6 classic, and then, of course, the Z Flip 5 and the Z Fold 5. Um, out of all four, uh, I, I did get a chance to get hands-on with all four, but I'd only, unfortunately, uh, well, actually, luckily, Samsung was able to, to provide me with a couple of samples to be able to play around. So I'm able to actually say that I do have both devices. Uh, they're going to be coming out next week. Uh, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, I think uh, pre-orders are open now. But yeah. for me, in the last week or so, I put out a few videos, but I've been primarily trying to focus more about trying to explain like how to provide the best experience with these devices so i got the video for tomorrow morning i'm trying to shoot and get it get that out the door uh like the Mm -hmm. first 10 things to do with the flip i want to do one for the fold yeah um and that's you know basically when you start learning these little tricks and and trying to see what's the benefit there so long story extremely extremely short i really appreciated that you took a very comprehensive approach you know like yeah one open the box (laughs) exactly use the phone phone out of the box absolutely number three uh, push the power button on the phone. I mean, like, it, it's it's refreshing because so few tech channels really yeah. take that time. They really don't invest in that relationship with their audience. Like, it, I'm it's, absolutely joking. This is it, the it, worst podcast podcast ever in a while. So. It, what I would say is, it, it's it's a different style of what you approach. There's a lot of content already out there. There's a, I, I even pushed out a video showcasing the fact that I think a lot of people didn't notice that it has video output. That's a new feature that we got yeah. with it. Um, but the last thing I want to mention about Korea before I, I we, we kind of veer off into the other conversation sure. is yeah, I got yeah. a chance to check out Samsung's flagship store in Korea, nice. like to 
to to go to the, the home turf, but also go to the best store they have, which yeah. is a four story high store. That went crazy. Like that seriously you know, blew my mind. Like, it, doesn't it still kind of kill you? Because I mean, like we've done European trips and we've yeah, done yeah. Asian trips. Absolutely. Excuse me. Um, I, I remember being able to like walk into a Huawei store, and I was like a kid in a candy shop. In, in Shenzhen, you could. It's it's like you can't miss them. You go into the mall. Literally, so it's nice. right there. Yeah. yeah. Just to I, I see miss, like, all those Microsoft stores here. Oh my god! There was never a huge crowd in there, but you could walk Did we... in and you could see all this cool tech and stuff. Is is the one in Fallbrook Mall, or is it Fallbrook or, or Topanga still there? They closed I think it, didn't all they? The Microsoft stores are closed except for uh, maybe one location, and it's the same thing. Like Google has their Google Experience Shop in New York, and you're in, like, they have a couple. In, a, yeah, there's a reason why a certain company seems so much more accessible. And it and it sucks, but like you have to put boots on the ground. And if you're not going to set up like kiosks in malls, like yep. Amazon did. Remember when Amazon would set up like a whole living room in a mall? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. These are all of our Amazon products, and we don't get that anymore. So I'm very jealous. Even though I think everybody in this chat totally knows why I was not invited to go to a <laughs> Samsung compact, <laughs> I'm still super jealous that you at least got to see like what the home turf flavor of that it feels it was like. it was a very big it was a lot more interesting than just samsung is the d- default android choice because they spend uh, more money on carriers on the home turf it's got to be a lot more a lot more fun to play with absolutely I, I saw the most amount of foldable smartphones i'm talking about z fold fours and threes on this trip and i'm not talking about our friends in the tech business yeah. i'm talking about actual people using no, them they actually use them like out like there. <laughs> we were having dinner i forgot was it like the first night or the second night and it was in this that was the other thing uh, the hotel that they had us sitting in um it was on top of a it's called the coex mall in in seoul and it is a massive underground mall that you could literally get lost in by just walking the wrong way and we we had dinner there with the, uh, my wife and my son and i and literally the family next to us, the kid, the guy with his family with kids and all that, he has a fold, like an actual yeah. Samsung, yeah, like a Z Fold 4, obviously. And, and it was like, crap, this thing actually does, they, people do buy foldables. Uh, like at, at some point I was like, this makes sense, I guess. This is yeah. why they keep focusing on it. Um, but it was like, there was a couple other things that they did as well as far as showcasing. We went into them to the Samsung, um, I guess they have a campus, kind of like Cupertino for Google and Apple. Samsung has their own campus. And um, they showed us the history of Samsung devices, the history of the technology, like how they nice. used to make refrigerators, microwaves, and all that good stuff. A lot of historical information to to understand they, they Samsung. They talk about their years of, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to be snarky. I have a 90-minute podcast talking about my personal history with Samsung. So if you'd like to hear me off the deep end on the personal, the professional, and the business concerns I have with Samsung as a brand – I'm not going to put TK on. The it's, spot. A, it's a different. I'm, it's I'm a different type of show. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. <laughs> exactly. Different kind of show. Different kind of show. Different, different kind of, yeah. kind of show. But you uh, had fun. I'm not trying to take that from you right now. And and for and 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 for that, I think I would say is it it, it created a lot of. I think as a, as a, in general, I have a better appreciation of what Seoul and and, and South Korea yeah. has to offer as far as just the cultural. And, and an and an understanding of how wanted to visit. and it's, it's a very different place that you amazing. so 
Korea, although the proximity between Korea and Japan are very close and in distance, like you can you could basically take a short flight mm-hmm. over. The culture is so different. Um, yeah. Korea is way more Americanized than um, than Japan is. In Japan, you need a translator to go anywhere. In Korea, you probably don't. Like as long as you're not going into like out of town little mom and pop shops, almost yeah. everybody speaks English. Uber works perfectly there, and in, and things are relatively <laughs> less expensive. Like yeah. seriously, most of my rides were like seventeen, eighteen bucks on Uber, and this is Uber using the cab services. Um, where I'm used to paying so much more by just taking a ride across from one thing. So long story so is in, in, in taking cabs and cab rides, uh, you took some cab rides to quite a bit, uh, a whole tech conference showing <laughs> off new devices. I'm I'm sorry, I'm going to hard pivot us because I know you're exhausted. No, no, I'm with you. I'm um, with you. But but also, uh, you know, we, we've both spent some time with Pixel Fold. And yes. now you're ahead of the curve getting some early hands-on time with uh, the Fold 5 and Flip. Yeah. And we, we did get to speak very, very briefly. Like, we had kind of a mini-episode with yeah. you being in Korea and me being in New Mexico. Um, but now that you've had them for a week and you've been spending a little bit more time with them, um, and, and I think we've already gotten a few. And I'm sorry, I, we are looking through the chat and everything. Uh, no, no, please. Th- there seems to be a techie reaction Mm-hmm. where some of these announcements were kind of underwhelming. Okay. And in our little mini chat, for me, I feel like Samsung is making the Samsung is making the most progress on the flip. Absolutely. The flip is appealing to consumers, it's selling in higher numbers. It represents the bulk of all folding phone sales. Absolutely, right? I think like it's I think, got the largest chunk of the pie graph all by itself. By itself, exactly. It the flip seems is to me, and please correct me if you feel differently, because this is me looking from the outside, not being a Samsung fan. It seems to me like Samsung put their best foot forward on Z Flip Five. Is, is that something you would maybe if agree if we had with? to comp- if we compared both? Yes, the Fold and the Flip. I feel like the Flip Five got but, the I mean, best for this of the impact. We've got Fold, Flip, Tablet, and Watch. Mm-hmm. And to me, it seems like the product that got the most attention with the most feature year-over-year refinement was Z Flip. Oh, absolutely! But Even you've been using it, them, so I don't want to speak for you. Oh no, 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 no! Uh, I, I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll be very frank. <laughs> I've used I have this. I still have the Z Fold Four. I and I still have my Z Flip uh, Z Flip Four. Which, um, full disclosure, I am actually trading in this one. I'm actually going to trade this in and get myself a Z Flip 5 for myself because the devices that I have from Samsung are loners, as you can imagine. Um, The one thing I will say is I think we had the same experience somewhat last year, uh, except this year is very much a step forward in that direction. The 4 and the 5 on the Fold, very similar, very... um, very organically similar experience. There's some improvements, obviously, with the HN2 over the last processor, the ISP. Sure. The images do look a little bit better. Processing is better in here. But if okay. you're if you're a Z Flip, fo- sorry, if you're for a Fold 4 user, it's not as much of a like, hey, you should definitely go for the five. But if you're because a Z Flip, Z anything. Fold, sorry, sorry, mm-hmm. just a Z Fold 4 had the eight. Plus Gen One. It was the eight plus Gen One on okay. it that was so, released so late last year, it, and this, this year is still an iterative improvement, but it's not as bad a performer as the eight Gen was. Exactly, eight Gen One was in the S twenty two. So exactly. I just wanted to make for, sure from from a performance standpoint. Yeah, this is why when when I say like 
the there is benefits from having the new SOC in there, but it's not this earth shattering. I I have to flip it. I no pun intended. You know, flipping over from one to the other. I will say anybody else from earlier generations, if you have like the one, two, maybe the three, and you're looking to getting a new one, obviously, you know, if unless you get a really good deal on a four, the five makes perfect sense. If you're looking to upgrade. Right. Where the flip comes in and basically just gets everything out the, out the door in there is not only did they finally accommodate a, a bigger display, they gave us a better display outside on the outside so we can actually finally use things and do things with it. During Unpacked, they even did a skid, and I forgot the name of the actress that was in there, where they were sitting. And, and, and I say this skid because in, in reality, it is a skid. It's a pre-rehearsed demo Samsung of a show. always wanted Unpacked to be like a Broadway show. I mean, a, a little, when they actually put on a musical. They've yeah, always I, wanted that kind of spectacle. The the events always get – I mean, I was there in February, and it, it this felt grand, even more grand right. than February. Because they did it – I'll say this. Mary, this was the last time you and I were actually at an Unpacked together. In Barcelona, well, because yes. we've been to many, many events, yeah, yeah, but I know yeah, yeah. this one we were together. For sure. um, so in Barcelona, if you remember how they used to do Unpack there, where there was a center stage, right? And then you had mm. the journalists all around uh, the mm. center stage, and then they had like things coming down with lighting and all that. That's how this was set up. It's futuristic theater in the round. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so you were never in a situation where you were all – like the presenter always had to keep turning around. And of course, to top it off, you know, uh, uh, Trisha Hershberger, you know, the yeah. the geek queen of all was there, uh, and of course, all of our friends in the tech were there. So to kind of come, uh, bring it <laughs> together. But um, the Flip Five definitely got the best improvements. Uh, the processor, the display, uh, the external display, the video out for me are big it things. It feels and like Samsung had a pretty good idea of where Motorola was going to go. I, I yes. <laughs> I think, I think right now Samsung is looking at Moto as one of their chief competitors, especially for the North American market. And, and when it comes to flip style phones, I think a lot of folks really appreciated the kind of updates that so, Moto brought to the table. And I feel and like it, 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 like it brings flip uh-huh. was, was cut from very similar cloth. Yeah. Oh, no, no, absolutely. There's a few things. And I think I'm going to focus on some of those a little bit after I'm done with the the I call them the more mechanical and thoughtful, you know, the getting ready to use the device, how to enjoy it and stuff like that. Um, I'm not pushing a review on the devices till at least maybe late last week, next week or so mm-hmm. till I really get a, a good vibe with them. But the um, well, you got to hurry up, though, because the search viability is almost gone now. So oh, absolutely. I, I don't Google my, my video already says that it's over. So I don't <laughs> think anyone anyone cares. For me, I, I found over the years that my reviews don't do the best. My tips and tricks and my hands-on, those are the ones that do the better for me. So those are the things that, that's the only reason why I'm not even, to me, like I, even if I don't do a review, I'll, I still would be, I feel like I did the job. Um, but this is the one year I probably would say if you have any earlier generation of the Z Flip and you like what Samsung is doing, and I say that specifically because if you're not familiar with Moto and Moto and maybe that doesn't appeal to you, then this would be the year to flip it over there because the the trade-in values are, are somewhat, again, Samsung's going back to what they used to do uh, with the numbers. But essentially for 50 bucks from the four to the five, it's crazy not to go for it. It literally cost me 50 bucks plus tax to upgrade from the four to the five. And I could not pass that opportunity up. So the improvements are very well worth it. The battery life is very nice. The performance is really good. And there's um, a couple of ways of adding any app that you want on the uh, external display, mm-hmm. causing you never, almost never to open it up. Um, yes. And uh, USB-C audio works when the phone is closed. USB-C audio and video work when the video, when the phone is open. Very nice. Yeah, there's a lot of good things to say. But again, again, it's, you have to like the form factor. The flip has to make sense to you. 
And ever yeah. since the the razor, I've been enjoying more using the new styles of flip. I don't have to worry about opening it. Like this is the razor, and you can mm -hmm. see like it's a large display, and Samsung pretty much in the same boat, almost the same footprint. Although now I'm thinking about it, they're about the same weight. Or am I looking at the wrong? <laughs> no, okay. Like wait, TK. I'm, I'm, I'm... I feel again that we we've we've been pretty on the pulse looking at like what competition has looked like. I, I want to see like the, the new razor though the the new Dex. version. Oh yeah, no definitely. No, I was just gonna say the most recent updates to Dex. I feel we we owe Motorola a little mm -hmm. thumbs up because they've still been pushing this idea, and I don't think Samsung would just have done it on their own yeah. if Moto hadn't started getting a little positive buzz. And it's the same thing. Uh, for for the Moto Razor, and like mm -hmm. you were saying, we're still waiting out one other Razor. I feel it was smart of Motorola to kind of stagger them, where yeah. you get some noise first before, and people are kind of like, "Oh, this looks good," and this is a really good competitor against the Z Flip Four. And now the Z Flip Five is out, and now you get to return to that conversation with the other Razor that Moto is looking to launch internationally. I yeah. I, I hate to do this. No. I actually did look up the Google Trends on Z Fold 5 and Z Flip 5 as search terms, yeah. and they both peaked uh, between July 26th and July 27th, yeah. and then bottomed out on July 30th. They're actually kind of climbing back up it, again. They'll claim, uh, yeah, as we get closer to people getting their devices and actually getting that's, their hands on them. That, and then but, I think that's what happens. The moment that happens, but, it just cliff dies. There's a cliff dive. The goes, rise right? in search is not going to reach that peak again. It's no. very upsetting how abbreviated. I mean, I'm not a Samsung fan. No, no, I'm, I'm obviously taking no joy in this at all so please don't think that the smile on my face has anything to do with a certain trend in search or anything like that perish the thought yeah yeah, yeah. but but it i i always i said this at the end of my monday morning podcast and i feel you'd agree with me on the sentiment at least is that platforms like google and platforms like youtube and other social media sites kill this topic before real people have had a chance to play and that's not right I don't it's like little... Samsung. Mm -hmm. The conversation hasn't started yet on Z Fold 5 and Z Flip 5. And YouTube as a platform is already crushing it because it's no longer the trendy, trendy topic. It's not mm -hmm. the topical conversation point where the surge of interest peaked right at the announcement. Well, it's just not interesting anymore. We can't send that out to all of your subscribers. Uh, they probably won't even care. As they already talked about it. They already saw a, 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 a channel with millions of subscribers show it off and read the specs to you. So there's nothing else to do. And this isn't us. This no. isn't the creators that are trying to host these conversations. It's YouTube. It's an algorithm that sorts your content for you. And we want to talk about this stuff more. But unless it proves popular, and I've got a trend line that's pointing down. Pointing down trend lines are bad. Oh, no, no, absolutely. You can't talk about trending down lines. So it, it's very frustrating where I never really feel we get the lived-in experience from people who actually put their own money on it yep. and actually lived with it. I'm and, and really that... interested to see more follow-up videos on like Z Fold 3s right now as we get ready for what would be a good kind of upgrade window at that two-year point. Exactly. And I, that's that's one of the things for me that I always like when I was uh, up to the point I got the Z Fold 5, I was using the Z 
was a C Fold 4. Actually, I traveled with that one. I switched over to that one to kind of go back and see how it has been. How has it been basically mm-hmm. as far as, you know, it has, has the software updates been doing well? Did we get all the features that we want? Which version of Android we're going to be on? There was a lot of good things coming on from it. And that's the reason why when I, when I switched from the four to the five, I didn't feel as much on the fold as much as I got with the flip. The flip had the majority of the improvements. And I feel like, although the trend line may be trending down, I think it's once, and, and I, at least the way I've seen it over the years, there's a spike right around the launch. But because there's a delay when devices get there, there's usually a somewhat of a trend down, but it peaks a little bit back up, not as high as initial, because obviously there's much more higher interest at the time when nobody yeah. knows about the details. Uh, but it is as people get, start getting their devices, they start searching YouTube for things. So the moment that comes up, I feel like the trend that goes up a little bit for a short amount of time, like a day or two. And then again, you're right. It, it's not at the same level. Um, and it's not right to just basically get the phone and just run and gun it and try to just push out things uh, just for the no, sake no, no. of things. I, I saw someone who had like 30 million subscribers on YouTube. And they read all the specs and then gave it a verdict. And it's pretty much conversation over. I mean, there, there is no, no, there's a few articles. There's a few videos as well that have already kind of called it uh, in with a phone that hasn't been out for literally. And I'm, I'm almost tempted, 100% sure that most, almost nobody had the phones prior to the event. I'm, I'm sure there's a few oh, outlets probably. True. You know that there Some were a do. bunch of those major techies that. Absolutely. No, 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 no. CNET, Verge, it, and I'm sure Marquez has been playing with it for the last six months. You know what I mean? Like there are certain people at a, at a certain level. I'm, I'm referring to more about the bulk of the media, the bulk of the creators that had it. Um, yeah. We didn't have devices prior to the event. We had access to them. We had a chance to play with them. Sure. But I feel like, you know, headliney kind of catchy little things will come out. Um, but the true followers, the people that do end up buying these devices that look up content, I hope that they'll be able to find some of the, I, I like to call them evergreen videos, but those are the, the videos that usually do better for me. So the tips yeah. and tricks in, in how to get better battery life, how to get better performance, better sure. pictures. Um, but also I feel like people would like to see what the Razer and the Fold and the Flip do. I mean, how do they stack up yeah. to each other, being that they're so close to each other in in, in many ways? And in certain aspects, I feel like Razer did a much better job. And I feel like in certain aspects, I feel like, uh, you know, Samsung did a better job. We'll have to we'll have to keep that going there. But yeah, for sure. Oh, Gabriel well, is still using com- it. Yeah, oh, Gabriel still has his Z Fold 3. Uh, yes, the, the Snapdragon 888 is still a spicy SoC, but plenty powerful to run anything I need on it. Oh, yeah, and that was... Ghost Starscream, and, and someone else was asking about this too. I'm sorry, I've, I've missed in the chat who else brought it up. Um, but there were some durability tests. So Ghost yeah. Scream has a comment here. According to Ice Universe, folding screens can only handle 200,000 folds at above 25 degrees Celsius, 150,000 oh, folds above 60 degrees Celsius. We're going to have a hard time. 30,000 folds at negative 20 degrees Celsius, which has me worried on the longevity of the plastic display. So um, I've spent precious little time with Z Flips and Z Folds plastic screens have wigged me out and yeah. I road tripped with the pixel fold and the oh, pixel fold is a champ. This is nice. the closest I've used for a North American device that could really make me reconsider my love affair with the surface duo. It's the mm-hmm. right form factor yep. hinges in the right orientation. They've managed to shave some of the dimensions down. So it's a bit more manageable as a, fo- it's a better phone. Yeah. The, I still think the surface duo is a better tablet, Mm-hmm. But the Pixel Fold is a better phone. So if it's in your pocket, you want it to be a good phone. I totally Absolutely. understand that. Um, 
plastic screens wigging me out. We were driving through the desert. It's sandy. Yeah. It's dusty. It's rocky. I still don't have a good case on it. But really what I'm concerned about is, hey, I'm using it out and about. I've got to open it, do something. I want to use that bigger screen. And then when I close it, I am consciously thinking about the operation of the phone. And that weirds me out in ways where I never thought about you know, snapping my duo shut. I'm actively considering the operation of the Pixel Fold. So you've been using uh, Z Folds and Z Flips for a lot longer. I mean, a lot more robustly, a lot more in-depth than I have. Yeah, no, no. I... What, what, are, what are some of your experiences? Like, do you think if we can hit 100,000 openings and closings, is that enough? Is, is that enough to warrant the extra fragility and the consideration of the operation? Or do you think that this is something that we'll be able to material science our way out of in future generations. I, I hope that the latter part actually does materialize in the in the future generational upgrades of the technology itself. Um, in the in the, in the years that I've had foldables and flip phones and, and generational upgrades, I've had one phone fail on me, and I'd not entirely fail, but start having issues with the display. And that was the N2 flip from uh, from Oppo from last year, and it was nothing to do with Oppo's technology and so on. I actually, unfortunately, a piece of dirt I forgot how, how, but it got in there, and as I was snapping it shut, it did damage my display slightly on the top right. It it's an it is something that we always have to be aware of, especially with folding displays. You should never at any point assume that everything is great and you should be able to close it great. You should always be right. aware when you're closing it. And with the folds, I haven't had any issues um, overall as far as the, I've had them generationally, but I've always, I haven't kept them for more than a year. That would be the other thing I have to make statement of. I've kept them for generally about a generational upgrade and I typically trade one in to get the next one back. The right. four held very nicely. The flip four held very nicely. I know one friend of mine that lives in San Francisco that has a Z Flip three, where the the um, the screen the screen protector that they have in there peeled off in the center section where the display yeah. folds on its own. Really, and that, really common. Yeah, yeah, and and but she still she still uses it like a champ. So she never really that never bothered her enough. I don't know how because that would drive me up the wall. Um, but that would be the only time I've ever seen kind of like that technology fail. The concern that we're going with right now is more devices are trying to be more flat, right? So mm -hmm. there's a there's a plus and minus. You don't want it to have a gap because then you have things kind of going in. But then if it's a total flat and you don't see that something got in there by coincidence and you're snapping it, you could potentially puncture. So it's yeah. a you have to be aware of it. Yeah, it, it's a it's a fragile piece of tech. One of the things I'll say. The fact that the displays are much bigger on the flips now requires us to use the actual device opened a lot less. That could yeah. help us having a better longevity from the opening. Because if you're not having to open it up to answer calls, to respond to messages, to, to open maybe general apps, to open up, Same. watch a video, YouTube, you're not likely to get things into it. And the actual hinge on this are actually very nice. Uh, I will say that if you get the five uh, fold or the five uh, flip, don't try using Z Fold 4 or Z Fold or Z Flip 4 cases. Uh, they create a gap artificially because they're not designed for the for the new hinge. That's the other one of the concerns. Because I was the first day I got them, I didn't have cases, so I had to put the, my Z Flip 4 case on it, and it kept it kept the phone open. It never let it flat close all the time, so it was like a little weird. But it, it's I, hard because I, I feel similarly about. Uh, the Pixel Fold mm -hmm. having a much more usable 
kind of traditional. What, what does it work out to? Something like 15 by 9? It's not quite the old aspect ratio that we used to have on yeah. our phones. But, um, it, it, again, it's why I liked the Surface Duo so much. It was a little squarer, but to me that was a more usable single screen experience exactly it's and, like and, two and single I, displays side by side yeah and and i don't i don't need to open the pixel fold often when i'm out and about but it is a littler phone screen and there are times where it's like okay i just want uh so i feel like a lot of people in this chat will appreciate how fun this little moment was we're, we're driving through Arizona and we're planning out our stops. Like we've been making this drive since we were in our Marie and I, even independent of each other, we've had like family and experiences between New Mexico and California. And so we had very strong opinions when we got together, like, no, you don't want to stop at needles. You got to stop at Kingman. Oh, you don't want to do this. You know, like you've mapped out all of like your favorite and not only your favorite cities to stop in, but like your favorite gas stations. We've been going to one Chevron in Flagstaff for for 20 years right <laughs> woody's we we know woody's so i'm uh we're in kingman and uh we're we're we, uh we're sitting at a little like a cafe table and mm-hmm. i'm just wanting to map out our next couple stops and like where we're going to eat and stuff like that so i've got the i've got the pixel fold and i open it up and there's a family of people traveling next to us and the dad is like the most conspicuously not trying to look look at what I just did with the phone at the table sitting next to me. Honey, he did he nudges, just slice his phone open? Yes, he, he did. He nudges his son, but also does the like, look, but don't look thing. And I've got both of them kind of looking over my shoulder as I've got Google Maps. I'm not even doing anything crazy. I just have Google Maps open on the inside display. And I haven't had a lot of that experience recently. Like mm-hmm. I got to look like that doing like uh, opening up a V50 one time yeah. where someone just thought like I had a, a, a case, like a screen protector case. And then part of it lit up and I had a lady sitting next to me um, on a flight and she's like, can you get that case for any phone? And are like, no, you can't. <laughs> they tried. So, so, they, they tried making one at the CES, but that project failed. But yes, no, right? I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, uh, again, it's like th- those, those individual moments, I, I still really appreciate, um, on the go, it's a phone and you're like, okay, so I'm doing and, stuff. And you I'm, want it to I'm, be, yeah, you want it to do phone things. It's just a yep. regular phone. I totally get it. And then when I sit down and I can really hold it and look at it and manage it, then it can become a tablet and it's a little safer to use, but I didn't have that same careful like i didn't have the feeling that i needed to be that careful with the duos like i could be out and around at a supermarket and just be like okay let me just flip this open because like the natural action of turning it on was just it's, it's also you got glass on glass which makes and it, it was much glass on glass exactly it, yeah so the inner and external it, uh, and, material and so is like, the same I just did it now. You know, it's it. I'm taking pains to clean this thing with almost every use, and yet I can open it now. And or I mean, if I turn the screen, I don't think you'll be able to see this on camera, but I, I can see all of the little bits of dust and lint, and there's like a little piece of grit in that yeah, yeah, yeah. screen protector trench. And you're like, I'm getting so OCD about that. That part how gets, I'm thinking about the foldable. You'll you'll feel 
better, not better. You'll feel less. <laughs> you'll you'll be less concerned about that at later as time goes on because it becomes more of the norm. There's no way to stop it. There is no way to yeah. keep that that internal display lint free or or fuzz free because regardless of what you're doing, unless you have a like a, have it sealed in a bag when it's in your pocket, things are going to go in. These are like micro yeah. micro you know fibers and so on. It will go in. It's the worry that where there is that little piece of sand or whatever harder material get in there that you didn't yeah. notice how it got in well, there. As as the father of an adventurous seven-year-old, I routinely make it back home with interesting rocks in my pockets. Yeah. And guess oh, yeah. what I now can't put my phone in is the same pocket that had like shale in or shells Daddy, or pieces. granite. Can you hold exactly. on to this? We found petrified wood. I had pockets full of petrified wood out in rural New Mexico. Guess what? I can't put my phone in anymore. We, we need, we need, we need to get you a, a man purse, like a sling. No, I have, I have one for biking and I should have brought it on the trip. It could have been my rock. Oh, actually that would be, yeah, that's one thing I did actually that I enjoyed when I was in Korea. I brought my sling with me where I had my yeah, phones in there. Call. So that I didn't, because Oh my God. Yeah. The, the heat, the humidity in there, man, my God, it was just, it was crazy, man. Every single day it was so hot. The moment you get out of the, the hotel anywhere, um, it was just like a wave of water kind of hits you. Just, yeah. you were in con- constant humidity. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's like walking through soup. Yeah. But, but you feel it though. Like you walk out and you're like, what just hit me? Um, and it makes everything worse. Uh, we didn't get as much rain as we thought it was going to be because in the forecast, it was supposed to be like raining the whole week. We got some days where it was good sun and, and overall the experience was nice. But, you know, we both got heat. You know, we have heat here back home. We have heat in New Mexico, heat everywhere. Uh, you know, stay try to stay as cool as you can. And, and, and you're right, tech, we need to start talking and maybe potentially also understanding is how does tech kind of – tech is designed to work in a specific um, window of, of temperature scale. It's yeah. not intended to, to – I mean, they, they will work, but like an example would be, you know, battery performance drops when you're oh, in yeah. ext- higher temperatures. Uh, well, the, and, you know, the batteries don't cool. all of the screen – we used to talk about this a lot more, and screens got better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like folding phones are reintroducing us to some of those durability and lifestyle conversations that we started to take for granted. And and this this isn't on Samsung. I really feel this is genuinely an oversight by every company that is currently making a folding plastic device. Mm-hmm. I don't feel they're doing a good job of reintroducing these conversations to their consumers, to their customers. Yeah. Um, the Honor Foldable... On their website, they show someone using their their version of like a propped up mode camera auto capture mm-hmm. with a surfer running at the beach. And I feel that is grossly irresponsible. Yeah. I was in a sit-down onboarding with a Google representative, and I was asking them questions about like Can I take what are some the beach? of the limits of yeah. this device? You want me to use it and be an influencer and show it off. If if I don't understand what the perceived limits might be, and Google has to have done more testing on this than I have, of course. then my experiences are going to be tiny little baby steps. I'm going to be doing tiny little things to see how far the phone might survive, but I'm not the kind of person who goes immediately to destroying a phone because that's not instructive. If you try to break a phone... 
you will break the phone. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And folding phones, we know they are inherently more fragile. And so I think they were taking it more as like me criticizing, but really it's on Google to lead the conversation with their customers. It's on Samsung. It's on Xiaomi. It's on Oppo. It's on OnePlus when OnePlus can finally launch their foldable. It is <laughs> yeah, not no, no, exactly. to put this on consumers and then say like, oh, I guess you shouldn't have done that because we don't know. We genuinely don't know what the expectations are on durability. And I feel every company has evaded that conversation. And I think that is very irresponsible with devices that are this no, no, expensive. And, and we we typically will get like an IP rating or some type of configuration about, uh, you know, ingress protections and so on. But you're right. Like to a certain point, if there was a company, if there was a person that was, a, okay, if there is somebody that's responsible for providing us maybe even a, a video, short video saying like, do this, don't do that type of a situation. Like this is what you're okay doing. This is what you're not okay doing. And then link into it in the instruction or in the setup process. Yeah. That would be much more much more beneficial for users down the road. Also, in many ways, it'll make people feel more comfortable understanding that the company has put in the time to test to test it out, and at yeah. least give you a general understanding of if you don't cross that well, line, we, you're we in better. Their QA testing, they've got to be sacrificing dozens of units a day. Oh, absolutely on these yeah. assembly lines, and yet that information that's very valuable data to help craft the consumer expectation. Mm -hmm. on how far they can take their gadget. Because I even made, I was like, so I'm sitting there and I'm talking to a Google PR uh, public relations rep. Yeah. And and I'm talking, like, I don't know how to show this off. Like, obviously, I'm not going to take this thing down to the beach and, like, get salt water on it. Mm -mm. And, like, everybody on the call is kind of like, oh, yeah, obviously, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, okay. So we get that. Why can't you tell me what, like, I live in a dusty, rocky, kind of technical hiking suburb. Is that... Am I taking this out on a bike trail? Is, is the phone, do you have expectations that the phone would, like, do well in those kinds of locations? And then it was kind of like crickets. And you're like, I'm not attacking. Like, I can't show the product if I can't take it out and use it. And if you're telling me that, like, the only place you want me to take it out and use it is, like get an Instagram selfie at Starbucks. I can't make a product recommendation $2,000 for your Starbucks selfie machine that uses flex mode. Like that's not a purchase. That's not something that people should buy, but you need I know to have that's a good... not it. I know that yeah. it, it is more durable than that. We've had people in here and talking about like, Hey, I dropped my Z fold and blah, 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 blah. Totally get it. Mm-hmm. But what is the manufacturer's expectation on durability and that kind of daily lifestyle abuse? Because there's got to be a limit, and they have to have studied mm -hmm. what the, what happens to this thing when you chuck it in a backpack or carry it in a purse. And, like, all those little lifestyle things that destroy our phones, but they won't share that data with us. And I, and I yeah, you're right. And this isn't just Samsung. This is even other companies that put it out. And it, it is... It behooves us to not portray the product because it also kind of tells you sometimes that it's typically probably a different department that the the, the the PR material and the advertising that it is the actual technical side because they had they consulted the technical side the technical side would have yeah. been like never put it close to water this yeah. is not a water this especially not salt water of all things 
There are other form factors for the Fold that are in development with Samsung, one that even includes an S, uh, kind of like a note experience where the pen actually goes inside of the foldable as opposed to having it as part of a case, a wider display, somewhat similar to what you have with the, uh, with the Pixel Fold. So Samsung is looking into other form factors. It just, for, for the generational upgrade that we have from the 4 to the 5, the, the improvement with the processor was, I think, the biggest thing that they, they're pushing for. Although we are not seeing an 8 Plus Gen 2, the 8 Gen 2 seems to be basically carrying us for, for most of the year. Uh, Qualcomm's having their summit in October. That's a few months from now. I really don't think there's a, enough time for the Plus version to come out. But long story short, mm-hmm. we'll have to see how the, these devices kind of carry. Um, there is going to be more push for the flip, but that's expected. I think that's, like you said, it's the most... Uh, I, I, I want to say reachable, attainable type of a device at a thousand dollars. I think yeah. Motorola did a great job to keep the price of the fl- uh, of the Flip Five at a thousand. Because in some markets, the Flip got the price on the Flip went up, and the US we didn't. So I'm, I'm happy that mm-hmm. that actually it ha- it helps the the consumer to be Again, able to make a better decision. I think decision. Moto's going to come in and clean house with oh. Samsung raising prices in so many markets, and they have an option that will be less expensive. The the Razer 40 Ultra is the international version of what we have. And yes, you're sure. right. It, it also has actually some benefits the to Razer what we 40, have. The Razer 40, I think, is, is going gonna, is gonna to get a lot of people on board. Yeah. Just again, if, if you're telling me that the flip-style phone is the statement phone, then you also... This isn't the high-performance, like, laptop replacement computing device in your pocket. The, the, the Fold still, I feel like... It, to a certain point, I mean, they felt. I think they're. I don't think they they saw that there was any need to change much about it. We didn't get a better sense. We didn't get any new sensors or anything. I mean, for the most yeah. part, it's very much a similar experience yeah. Yeah. with with a generational improvement. I think I'll, I'll say this: the accessories for the five for the Fold Five are definitely nicer. The fact that this case has an actual S Pen connected to the back of it and it's still yeah. very thin. Again, it's it's real nice that they figured that out. Yeah. Finally. Because the, their last solution for S Pen was not great. It, it was a solution that I think almost everybody switched back for the kickstand part of the case because it's just, it, 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 yeah, it adds too no, much bulk no to the phone. No one used it. Don't, don't make it like, oh, people switch back because of this. And you're like, no, I'm it was not... a terrible case. It was just objectively a bad case. And people tried to make do with the first party case that was terrible. Yeah, and I don't it, have that case on those. That's all I, it was. I have one of those more <laughs> rugged cases. But but yeah, no, no. So we'll, we'll see more on that. But um. The the one thing I did want to say, obviously, that you and I finally we got a chance to sync up on something again. Yeah. Every once in a while, we 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 launch something um, that kind of works together. So um, the if you didn't notice it uh, yesterday morning, uh, <laughs> we had a, a station show up on our uh, on our channels. Station, yes, the Rocket Station, bringing you all the channels and now, all the content did, did you, you want to watch. Did you get the joke that I put? Because I watched your video. I loved your video. I, I hope you watched mine. Did you get the joke that I put in at the end of my video? No, which one? So I put in Bill and Ted. Oh yeah, yeah. Because in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, the weird aliens that helped them build their robot, Bill and Ted's, mm-hmm. that, that alien's name is Station. And the oh. entire movie, they're just randomly, for no good reason, they're just randomly station. 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 And there's like an interview with the guy who, the, the people I who never produced okay. the Bill and Ted movie, and they're just like, it was just a weird thing that they thought would be fun for them to say. And so then they made a character out of this joke. And they, so there's the clip at the end of Bill and Ted just, Station! 
station. And you're like, so I had to put that in here because it's the Ro Kid station. I, okay, bro. I didn't get the reference, but I I enjoyed the uh, the the uh, the, well, okay. the little bit sound clip. Sorry, yeah, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> it's been a while. I, the last Bill and Ted I watched was the remake, and I haven't had a chance to watch the original. Oh, the the third one, not, not the third the one. Remake. Yeah. It's kind of yeah, like yeah. a soft reboot, but yeah. Uh, the conclusion of the Bill and Ted saga. It, it, thirty it's years their, later. It's their handoff to their kids in case they ever wanted to make another series. Sure. Uh, but yeah, you're right. They brought him back, and it, it was a fun movie to watch. Uh, so but speaking, yeah, Juan's Sorry. terrible comedy in his videos, notwithstanding, uh, you, you've been doing some Android TV augmented reality. Have you been enjoying it? So I, I'll say this. First and foremost, I am very jealous that you have a very, very unique experience to be able to play with two different ex- solutions. Because last week we talked about one. Obviously, we we couldn't talk about the second one yet. <laughs> and then it, the internet breaks right there. Um, so yes, no, the rocket station for me has been like it's it's a weird thing. Like initially, when I first heard about it, when I first when the, when they first approached me to to and with it with the concept of it, I thought I was like, okay, well, most of my phones have all of this solution. I can just mirror my display. I can do everything I want. Sure. And then once I got the station, and I started see using it and, and actually trying mm-hmm. to use it in more of just that standalone entertainment oh, on TK, the go. We, we can just air our dirty laundry. We TK yeah. and I had a whole conversation. Like, I'm not sure I get it. It's an Android. Oh no, TV. That, that's what I said it's initially. Chromecast. When exactly, I don't get it. We, we, like, we I, both stumbled on this idea. All it, so it's just sending. Uh, we, we should explain the, oh, the sorry, yeah. station, and especially for people on the audio version of our podcast, we actually <laughs> do get listens on this terrible audio podcast, and I apologize. No. Um, so Rokid Station is is a little puck. I would say it's just slightly larger than like an iPod Classic ish. Just about yeah, yeah. I mean, about, it's the size. It's it's the size of a small power bank. I'll probably say that it's more. Uh, if okay. you, it was a, it was a rectangular that. power bank. Because that's how I like, feel like it's about. I'm trying that. to put, hold up other things that we can like conceptualize the size. So here's like my the remote, Chromecast remote, and well, the Google TV, uh, the Google TV remote, uh, the Google TV, TV Chromecast remote. Exactly. Um, and and I would say it's the same height, but it's about a little bit wider. I don't know, fifty percent wider than the than the Chromecast remote, and about the same depth. So something yeah. that is is designed to easily sort of hold in your hand, remote control style, all of the same buttons that you would have on most of these streaming TV box remotes. Absolutely. And there's a, a little uh, video output port to connect to the Rokid Max glasses, and then a little mm-hmm. power port. This is a USB-C uh, bi-directional, so it's just for charging uh, the station or powering, like you can charge your phone. Off it, of exactly. Yeah, and exactly. That's how. I, that's really why I was kind of like... Uh, the way the only way I could describe it to somebody was it's like literally if they married a, a Chromecast with a power bank, and they yep. put it put it in a pocket for, a, a, a mm-hmm. pocketable uh, device that is easy sure. to hold and easy to put in your pocket and just walk around. So yeah, and for so sure. you, you plug your glasses into this, and it's not doing any fancy spatial computing. I hate that no. we're calling mixed reality spatial computing. It's no, not no, doing any fancy head tracking or mixed reality. Um, but you know, you get your. Let me make sure I pick up the right glasses here because I have the the specific cable attached to the right glasses. So here are the Rokid Max. I had my visor on. You put on your glasses, and then you plug station into your glasses, and then an Android TV, a, a huge screen Android exactly. TV, just appears in front of you, and it's totally self-contained. 
So where these glasses usually rely on some other phone or tablet or laptop, yeah. now there's a Chromecast in your pocket and mm -hmm. you stream off of that and you have this huge TV anywhere you can fit a pair of sunglasses and a tiny power bank. Exactly. Like this, this, this is it. This is your, your travel huge projector TV solution. And it fits in the palm of your hand if you're not trying to get your camera to focus on it. No, and, and, and the beauty of it is it, it's a it's a the portable functionality the portable functionality of it works almost anywhere you are. You could be in the car, you could be in the, in the backyard, yeah. anywhere you're able to connect to a data, obviously connection. Yeah, uh, either be not either. It is wireless only. There is no wired connection. Um, the The biggest appeal to it for me was in the car we're going on we're going on yeah. a trip we're going we're we're sitting somewhere or my son's sitting in the back we're for for some time and um so i'll say this omar has been a big fan of the rocket uh the first generation rocket that we got a chance to play with so those have been his i've been basically i've, I've, yeah. I've given him those glasses and he loves using them with um his red magic he uses them uh you know when he plays games and so on on a flight 12 hour flight can get very exhausting and he just literally puts his glasses on and he's getting mm -hmm. that personal experience there. Um, so this is very much in that experience for people that don't have devices necessarily that can connect to it. Or let's say you don't want to have your device connected to this right. because you're using your device for something else. You can share your data to it and it works. You can cast to it as long as you're connected to the same Wi-Fi. There's a lot of familiar experiences that this can solve, you know, can solve a certain sure. situation for you. And 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 I, I'm like I I I'm pointing out Ken X's question here, and Ken, I'm not picking on you. I, I've been making these kinds of statements in a number of my videos. People are so unfamiliar with face displays, like everybody starting from scratch. I've been in the subreddits for X Real and Rokid, and those are the communities who re those are the people who really know about this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm still fielding questions that are like covering the basics because so few people have really put these displays on your face so ken this is a chromecast with android tv yeah that's what this is ken is asking do you need to pay for cell service with this and if you can conceptualize i've got a roku or a chromecast plugged into my tv yeah now take that off of your tv and just duct tape a battery to it mm -hmm. and that's what this is. So just like the Chromecast, the, the 4K Chromecast with Google TV or Android TV, whatever they call it now, I hate the name of it so much. No, it's, it's, um, it's, Google TV is the new name as Google uh, connected right, it to but the Chromecast. It's still technically an Android TV box, and that's what this is called as Android TV. And it's so frustrating that Google has, like, I can't even think of the word, that has created all of these various permutations and i really wish they would have just called it chromecast what does a chromecast run it runs android and the new chromecast has a remote and it could just be called a chromecast and this could be a chromecast and they could all just be chromecasts but now it's chromecast with google tv or chrome or this is the rokid with android TV, it, it, and it's yeah because so and, it, dumb. and then they add the chromecast um, as a functionality to it but, but no, no I'm, I'm with you the naming convention this, gets confusing this has wi-fi and bluetooth mm -hmm. just like a chromecast and so if you can throw your phone into a hotspot mode it will connect to that Wi-Fi hotspot, and you can stream that way. There is no other connectivity, cell radio. It's not 5G or anything like that. No, no. And I don't think you'd want it to be because 
for its singular purpose of acting like an Android TV, this thing gets phenomenal battery life. Yeah. Like, it's really good. So, we're not doing any of the fancy AR. It doesn't tackle any of the head tracking. It's super, 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 super simple. But it's a full-featured Android TV, and you can stream for hours. I mean, I, I never ran it down for a complete top-to-bottom, full-to-empty. But I'm estimating between, like, six and eight hours, depending on what your data connection is like and how bright you're trying to crank the OLEDs in the glasses. Because the glasses draw a little bit more power when you really crank the screen brightness oh, of course. on each of yeah, your yeah. eyes. I mean, that, that's, that's so handy for, like, international flight. Charge it once. <laughs> you so can go the, thing, the whole plane the, ride. The, the challenge that we face, obviously, is on, on a flight... This this ends up working more of a, as a power bank to be able to charge up your phone because you do need to have there's no internet connection yeah. the, the and internet on the on the planes are, are much more restrictive. The one thing I did um, I, I found that more functional for me is the ability of casting per, uh, you know local content as long as your player supports mm-hmm. Chromecast you could do yep. that on a plane and watch content off your phone as long as you basically create a virtual hotspot from your phone connect to the actual uh the actual station itself so there are ways of bypassing the whole when you don't have internet access because i I think in yours you were talking about using it with plex and so on and covering different Mm -hmm. experiences there i tried leveraging more uh of the you know streaming content to it what we can do playing you can play games with it you can cast from your pc and make it into a wireless display that has a battery pack that runs with it um there's a lot of different functions that you can actually make this work in in the home but i feel like again as Juan and i were saying it's for those external dis- uh, experiences you're in a long dr- uh, ride uh, you hand this over to your kid they're watching their favorite shows you, they just mm-hmm. tether to the hotspot and you're still able to use your phone you know if you're using android auto or anything like oh, that yeah. that experience doesn't take away so there's those those little things that help and, it, and, and the so, price point reflects that it's intended yeah, to be just so, so in that what, what uh sorry i've done so many of these videos recently it's 120 bucks it's about 129, I think, if I'm something? not mistaken. 129, yeah, yeah. something like that? Yeah, yeah okay. something like that. So, obviously, you can get a Chromecast for a lot less. Well, true. But there's this really fun little idea of this being as well-built and self-contained as it is. Yeah. That you could use this as your TV's Chromecast and just pair another remote with it because it's an Android TV. I can, I can, it, they actually do ship it with a Rokid remote and it looks yeah. just like any generic Android TV remote. I'm sure it's just like a sticker they put on the back of the remote. Oh, <laughs> no, no, it's, absolutely. It's really and, and I think in, in the setup process, it requires you to pair it, but oh, you yeah, don't need they, to they use it after. I, I yeah. didn't even bother with, you know, using it after that. But, so... For one purchase price, instead of buying a Chromecast, you could buy this, connect it to your TV, have it charging, because you would also need to plug it into a power source, just like mm-hmm. a regular Chromecast. And then when you want to take it on the go, it's your Android TV. It's your TV that you would normally watch at home, and mm-hmm. then you just plug it into... I, I plugged it into an external monitor. I plugged glasses. I did, into I did it. the same thing. I used it uh, yeah. with our external, uh, you know, the next dock. Yeah. I have a, a, a perfect monitor. It's it's so. Tr- I had a little OLED and I just, ooh, I wanted yeah. it to be fancier. So I plugged an OLED into it and it's like, oh, it's so pretty. Um, and then it also does kind of work with the X Real Air. So if you already okay. have another pair of mm-hmm. face glasses. displays, mm-hmm. um, audio gets funky. So on the okay. X-Real Air, there's an audio channel that X-Real dedicates on USB-C. 
and then they have a separate mode for HDMI audio. Mm-hmm. I don't know because I haven't. I, I don't have any on, on hand. I don't know if the TCL glasses are going to work with this in its current sort of iteration. But the X Reels did, the Rokid Air and the Rokid Max, and all TCL, of them could put, out, could put out audio. I don't know anyone who might have a pair of TCL wearable face displays handy. It's a total mystery. I don't. I don't think anyone has. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to go out and have to go on the limb and products. say I'm gonna have to go find somebody. <laughs> it, it's a mystery. It's a search. Got to like go and explore. Um, it's a fetch quest. It's a terrible, terrible um, escort mission. But this is <laughs> this has been a lot handier than I thought it was gonna be. Keep talking. Um, keep keep keep. You're, a, you're, you're yeah, doing yeah, great. You're doing gonna, great. You, yeah. you 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 do your thing there. That I have no idea what you could possibly be plugging into your Rokid station right now. I already have it out for the Patreon. It's in early yeah. access on the Patreon, but it's also a look at gaming, where it's an Android TV and any app that you can install on an Android TV, Steam Link. you can install on your Rokid, and mm-hmm. it's so silly. But there's something really fun about Steam linking from my Steam Deck to my glasses over the Rokid station. And it works so much better than I would have expected it to. Okay, so JC, no bueno. No No bueno. bueno. It's not not even getting an image? No. TCL went proprietary on their connector. Can't right. even connect it. Yeah, they went with that new magnetic connector. Yeah, which means so you would have to have my adapter. You don't have my adapters, do you? So no. you could do. Which it, there which is one? a mini HDMI. So you need the micro. I'm sorry, the micro HDMI from the Rokid cable terminates yeah. in a USB C. Exactly. Then you would need to convert that. To a into so a male to female uh, no an wait. HDMI, and then you would need the U green <laughs> adapter that turns <laughs> it back into <laughs> the USB-C. So immediately that would that would totally I, I have to believe that would totally tank all of your DRM. So you'd maybe be able to use Plex, but you wouldn't be able to yeah, watch. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I need to convert it over it's, to it's HDMI because that, that, I have the U green adapter, uh, the the U green yeah. one, uh, the Govis one. Uh, but nothing will do like USB no. C male to USB C female, so that you can just plug it directly. And it so and yeah, it does, yeah. Okay, so and and this well, is this is just like a Chromecast. Where like on my Chromecast, the, one of the first things I tried to do was, excuse me, I tried to plug in a laptop hub so that I could add storage and use better audio, and that failed. Yeah. Chromecast went, oh no, you're trying to steal the DRM video, and like it shuts off the image. Um, I'm sure someone has gotten something like that to work. It it doesn't work just out of the box, just plugging in the cables and, and the adapters and stuff. So unfortunately, so, it's going to take us a while to figure out if we can get the TCLs functional. But I, I, right. it, it, I forgot I, about the magnetic cable adapter. Yeah, and I was like, as I was thinking, I was like, okay, yeah, everybody uses USB-C. You're like, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I forgot. So yeah, TCL chose at least on, I want to say on this generation, because I don't remember playing with the first one. I, it, did the first one have... Uh, USB-C to C, or is it USB still with that magnetic the, connector? The, the, the first TCL display had a hardwired USB-C Oh, cable. that's right. 
But it was hardware. Yeah, and so you yeah, wouldn't even be able to use it. It was built into the glasses frame, so you couldn't couldn't detach it. Um, uh, local black man has a very uh, prescient point here. It's important to note that the latest Chromecast has the Android TV built in, whereas all of us first and second gen cool kids don't know that. To to us, it's still a box waiting to be told to display something, and so um, that that is because I was a bigger fan mm-hmm. of the original Chromecasts where. It was just a dumb dongle. Well, it was like it was twenty nine bucks. You. It was it was the easiest way. Sure, sure, sure. But I, I actually yeah. really loved the idea of not having a remote. My phone is where I look for stuff, and then I tell the phone the phone I, I tell I the phone send this yeah. video to mm-hmm. my TV, and I'm done. And I've hated going back to a remote that we always lose because I have a rambunctious seven year old, and she never puts the remote no. where the remote lives. We always yeah. find it like. Like two days ago, we found it underneath in the cabinets under our downstairs bathroom sink because she needed to get something out of the cabinets under our bathroom sink. That, that's new. I was down there. I thought you were going to say refrigerator, but like, yeah, okay, that one wins. It Lex has wins. been in the refrigerator. One point to Lex. Because she goes to get something and then she sets it down. And honestly, I think that might have been Marie. <laughs> <laughs> I think she blamed Lex so as not to be embarrassed. I think it was my wife. I don't think it was my daughter. But for me, it's like I put it in like a cargo shorts pocket and I walk upstairs and then like no one can find it. And I'm like, oh, no, I've got to stash it downstairs somewhere and make it look like it's a lesson or something. Um, no, no yeah, I, 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 I'm I really with you. I'm liked, with you. But, but the yeah. current newest form of the Chromecast is a fully realized Roku style user interface. And exactly. I, I, I'm not really... I don't really have a horse in that race. If you like Roku, like Roku. If you like Chromecast, like Chromecast. Or even if you like Fire <laughs> TV, do Fire TV. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Any yeah. one There's of these boxes is so much better than having a built-in smart TV interface. Even though oh. we have smart TVs, we default to using Chromecasts. I used to it's I used to purposely connect more uh, an NVIDIA Shield to get that entire UI out the door because I just did not like the way we have it. And it's been a few years that NVIDIA hasn't actually updated their shield system because for the most part, it doesn't really need to. It's like, it still runs. It was overpowered back in the day and it's still overpowered (laughs) for what it does now. Uh, The Tegra processors are way more powerful than, than than we ever needed them in a, in a streaming content box. Uh, But no, so to, to a very specific experience, this is absolutely like taking the new Chromecast, strapping a power bank to it and giving you that you, and then obviously put in that remote built into that entire experience. So power bank, Chromecast and remote in one box and buttons and video out. And then, and then again, reversible power to be able to share it to, if you Mm -hmm. want to basically charge up your phone, if your phone is dying. You slap on a face display. And like I said, it, it depends on a couple of those connectivity and and lifestyle factors but oh yeah at least six hours on a charge of whatever kind of video streaming content you want if it's steam link i mean again the rokid station plus the rokid max glasses can outlast the battery on a steam deck so it, it it's totally silly in my video where I'm showing this. I have this beefy workstation right here, and I do some of my Steam Link gaming from that too. No, but no. the majority of the games that I'm really chewing through, right, chewing through right now, live on my Steam Deck. It's just way more accessible. So yeah. now, the Steam Deck stays plugged in close to my router, and now I can game on a big screen version 
anywhere in the house anywhere with the a house little Bluetooth controller. Exactly. And the glasses will go for like six hours of gaming while my Steam Deck stays totally charged. And then when I want to pick up the Steam Deck or when I want, we traveled, we hit the road, you know, that first charge, it's fully charged, ready to go. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about plugging it in. It's already docked. It's already plugged in. So yeah. th- this is this is another important step in introducing consumers to the idea of putting a computer on your face. And so all of these glasses manufacturers have been working for a couple of years now. TCL, I think, was the tip of the spear. And then mm-hmm. Rokid and Xreal jumped on and also started offering some of these. There's another one, Vir- Virtue, I think, is the other company that's coming up right now. They okay. make a, a nice pair of glasses. And they're... Their version of a brain for the glasses is a is a neckband. It looks kind of like the old tone LG tone speaker. I I get yeah okay I can see it you I can see it. yeah yeah no no exactly. So we started out with just the displays and people didn't really know what to do with them and there were a lot of compatibility issues with phones that didn't put out video or made it really difficult. Like iPhones are such a nightmare. Well, no, yeah, or, or like with. you know the Z Flip Four to Z Flip Five. We didn't have yeah. USB C video, video out, out for the longest yeah. time on Z Flip. This is literally a brand new feature. But yeah, no, if you have any earlier generations, you would have to rely on something like this to be able to get it to go. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it, it's it's not going to be for everybody, but it definitely brings in a solution for if you wanted to be able to use those glasses, mm-hmm. have that big display with you going to places. Uh, oh, yeah. The one thing I would have wished is maybe the ability of allowing us to do maybe OTG connectivity, like connecting a, a small hard drive or something like that I, to I run content mean, off of it. But I bet you – so the original Chinese version of the Rokid Station was a lot more like the X-Real Beam. It was a yeah. lot more computery. Oh, okay. And I bet you in getting the official certifications for Android TV, I bet you Google was the one that said, nah, brah, you got to no. lock everything down. Anything that can move data easily, anything that can bypass the direct hardware connection video feed, I bet you that's why Rokid decided on no data ports because there's a micro HDMI and there's a USB-C power port and that's it. Yeah, There's and no like I said, you, you could data. still technically they, cast your content to it. it. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Sure. And, and I, but, but the storage I mean, thing is, like, is also limited. It's not if, like there's a lot. Make, if you make the data connectivity easier, someone might find a better way to intercept the video feed, and then this becomes a recording box to get DRM'd content off of Netflix. Oh, and I, I bet appreciate. you to get the right certification because Netflix still doesn't even work on this. It doesn't no, I, have the right security. I, I double checked even right before the video went live uh, because I wanted to see maybe if there was because they, you know, maybe like a last minute thing, kind of like nope, nope still you can't. Still there's nothing locked down. So yeah. with the exception of Netflix, everything else seems to be working perfectly fine for me. I made a bunch of dopey mistakes comparing the two too because like a big chunk of my viewing and when I test things, it's with Plex. There's no copy protection on Plex. So I was hooking up cables. Oh, this works with that. No, you can do this. And like, oh, wait, none of that works with like Disney Plus. <laughs> so it was like, you, oh, you I've got to. It's when you start watching part of the script. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. It, the, the DRM conversation, we've we've gotten used to not having to worry about it for so much. But then when you start playing around and like you said, trying to Jerry rig the concept with the conversation, yeah, you're right. You get there very quickly. You're like, Oh, okay. This is not going to work the way I wanted it. Um, 
But for where you want it, if you just want it to be as simple as it is, connected to your glasses, mm-hmm. it works exactly the way it's intended. Um, audio, obviously, from the from the Rokit Max are actually pretty decent. I love the the experience there. I still prefer to use them with buds. I connect Bluetooth bud directly to the station, and I get better audio and more personal, especially when you're in an environment where there's people around you. You don't want to bump up the audio too high. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, it's an enjoyable experience. I love it. And uh, if yeah. you don't want to even use it with the glasses, connect to a display or smart display. And you have your pocket, uh, you know, uh, experience, uh, you know, Android TV on the on the go. And I love the fact that the UI on the box switched over to the Google TV, the new one, yeah. uh, with a quick update as soon as we updated everything yeah. in the Google Play Store. The Google so side like, of it updated really well, but the Rokid side still needs a yeah. little bit of polish, but... Even for a couple little gremlin-y bits, this is it's still so pretty simple. It's no, no, so absolutely. straightforward. If you've used a smart TV, this is instantly familiar, and it solves a crucial issue of getting people up to speed with just putting the glasses on their face. So the entire combo is like 500 bucks. Yeah. Um, I mean, you compare that to some of the demonstration that we've seen from other companies that are now trying to talk about mixed reality headsets. Um, like an HTC could be like a thousand dollars, twelve hundred dollars, and I feel one of the core entertainment uses is going to be something simple. Like I just want to throw up some video and watch yep. a big movie, or maybe I could I want to take it on an airplane and I could watch content that way. And for like five hundred dollars, some you know a pair of glasses that can fit in a shirt pocket and a small power bank is very convenient to travel with for that kind mm-hmm. of... I mean, again, and especially if you can stay more terrestrial. If, like, you're on a road trip, like I was on a road trip, this was really nice. This was really handy to kind of, like, pop on your face, quick burst, I could do this. Or I also paired it to my phone as one of my examples. I was just kind of punching out a script, and I had a bigger screen. So I had more oh, real yeah. estate to read what I was writing. Those the, kinds the of things The flexibility are, of the, both the Max and the Station oh, are, yeah. are offer very, very nice options for you to be able to do many things with it um i do i, I will say that I'm, I'm in the lookout for right now for a good case so that i can have yeah. the max and the station in the same box because i thought it would fit mm-hmm. in the case with the maxes but it, it doesn't close even if you take nope. out the wires and you just put the base like the station at the bottom of it it do, it just just I'm enough for it to not close for another product that i can't talk about just yet it has nothing to do with video streaming and it is one of my biggest criticisms is like you as the company you don't offer an accessory for people to pack all the things they would really need and you really should even if you just got like a cheap knockoff of a pelican and you slapped a sticker on it that would be i would give you good money for that and now i feel like rokid and x-real both of these companies need to give us something that's i I, i'm not gonna lie this is one of my best most favorite gifts that i've received from you to this day it's a carrying case for my wireless go-to mics. Mm-hmm. It carries both everything, everything so that I wanted. Still digging that man, I love. Dude, that case. every time I go, every trip that I've gone to, seriously, this is the one thing I make sure that I pack correctly. I have both my mics. I have my receiver. I have my extra my uh, lav mic. Everything in here, I still use fine. And whenever I'm traveling, pop them mm-hmm. back in the box, take it with me, and absolutely Bada gear boom. gear that has a lot of accessories, gear that has a lot of wires. It's impossible to predict what you're going to need. And yeah. if you bring everything the way you normally get, if you don't have a case, it's just hanging everywhere. And yeah. you're not going to find it. So, yeah, no, uh, 
we need cases, and this is one of my only thing, like I said, uh, because I don't need the extra remote. I just literally need that wire and the rocket station to be in a container that can house both the station as well as the Max that I'm set. Mm-hmm. It, it's just that perfect combo, and, and hopefully, yeah. I'm sure I'll find something, like you said, a Pelican case or something. Sure. Um, but, it would have been I, nice. I, I, it, it's really not a challenge to make our own, but mm-hmm. I'd love to have seen them consider that and, and offer that as an accessory. Got a question here from Michael Peppertech TK. Do the oh, yeah. newest Chromecast support direct casting? Can you cast from your phone to them without a Wi-Fi network or without connecting it to a hotspot? One thing I like about Apple TV boxes. If I'm not mistaken, I haven't had any I wanna... using them out on the road, so yeah, I'm I don't... imagining yeah. that is a direct. It is a direct a, yeah. Um, the only one that requires direct, uh, Wi-Fi connectivity is Miracast. That's what you need to be on the same Wi-Fi. But in you, it, can... you should be able to. I don't think you can Miracast without Wi-Fi. Can you? I think you can. Do... I, I think you, I think Miracast works better if you're on the same network. A... But Miracast can be point to point. I uh, um, okay because I've always done I, it with Wi-Fi what? connectivity. Wait, I have. Both, both <laughs> solutions here, and I can test that, and I probably should just test that. So I'll get off my home Wi-Fi. Oh, I don't know how to easily get the Rokid. Oh, you know, simple. Like Android TV just like signs into your Wi-Fi, so it'll take me a second to kind of figure that out. But we, we can we, do this live while we talk about this. Stuff. We could, we could definitely do that. Yeah, I, I think it should be fine. I don't think there's a reason why we, it wouldn't work because um, it is direct connection. As long as you have, I think. It should. It should automatically. Although I, I want to say that Chromecast does typically scan your Wi-Fi when it's running yeah. to try to find devices. It does scan because I found devices that show up on my uh, on my Chromecast when I'm casting mm-hmm. that are in a separate part of the house, like in a, almost the yeah. opposite side of the house, and it still shows up. And I think it's because it's scanning through the Wi-Fi. But you'll, it's, it'll be interesting to see how. So, and then on the Xreal Beam... Mm-hmm. X real can work device to device, which I believe is isn't anything fancy. I'm pretty sure that's just a Miracast protocol. I think so. But for Apple devices, if it's not a first party Apple device, you can't AirPlay device to device. They have to be on the same network. Okay, so that's what you were saying in your Apple video. Apple devices, they can go device to device, and it's a direct uh, client or client uh, client connection. But if you've got something like the X-Real Beam, it can AirPlay, but you have to be on the same network. No, I got it. So I'm going to disconnect. Okay, my phone is disconnected. And my Rokit, I didn't even boot it up, so let's boot it up. That would be, do, the, do, do. That'd be the easiest way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> turning it on is typically the preferred way to use a lot of our technology. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. And it, no, and it is. You're right. It is. We'll see we how read it through is. a few more comments while while I get this set up. We we can we can take the chat to our chat. We we okay. we read all your comments and then we never reply to anything. So <laughs> okay. So um, so like Ken X had a question and Steve and oh I need to move this. Boom oh mic yeah, Ken X here. Is... <laughs> okay, I need this to get is better. So cool. I love I love like. I'm looking at you right now and I'm seeing like the boot up screen and it's all like really accessible and it looks great. These things are so fun. Uh, okay. So the, the nasal blur. Uh, okay. So I see Aditya. Oh, yeah, Aditya's in the chat. Hey man, hope you're doing well. Uh, like put uh, up a comment. Uh, Etheric Miracast. The no, that's what I'm saying. I, uh, I think Miracast is Wi-Fi only because of the next stock requires Wi-Fi, right? I think, yes, Wi-Fi 
No, yeah, next talk does require wife. Uh, does require uh, Wi-Fi. Can no, 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 no. I take that back. Next talk does not require Wi-Fi. You're able to connect directly from it, and it is using the Wi-Fi module on the actual next talk. But it doesn't need to be connected to the same Wi-Fi. And I think that's what he's what he's referencing in that one. Um, here, uh, okay. So he was responding back to Farhan. Um, Kenex says, "Interesting. I'd like, uh, I, I'd like it though. Uh, we we don't have buy sixteen different accessories to be able to get the same accessory. Absolutely, makes perfect sense there. Um, possible DR. Okay, so I think Farhan was jumping into the DRM configuration. He said, is it possible DRM related restrictions? And he's responding back. There's a few conversations going on. I love that. Um, oh, here." Um, so local black man says, um, I noticed that Netflix started mixing their content. For instance, over HDMI via Dex, I could watch, uh, the flash, uh, but not the extraction too. I could watch incre- uh, uh, insecure, but not hidden, uh, hidden strike. So I don't know what's going on. And, and I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, depending on the content that, um, so I'll say this, depending on the content that Netflix allows you to, allows you to download is what this is i think the big differentiator between the two some movies and some content they don't have the the licensing to let you download and i think that changes the requirement of how they're able to cast uh but i i had the same i had a similar problem not with um uh the same show as far as um i, th- I forgot the name of the other show but it was uh ne- i downloaded the flash for my flight to london and um, I tried downloading another another show, and I could not play that on my glasses. But the Flash was where it was playing fine. So it depends. Netflix is always picky, especially on device. But I wasn't using Dex mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, uh, and then Aditya jumping in. TK, what's your first EDM album dropping? <laughs> Nothing full next week at Hot Mafia. Absolutely. So... Um, as as one setting this up, if you if you guys have nothing phone either one or nothing phone two, um, you probably know that the, the glyph interface has now a composer and it allows you to actually create your own custom uh, glyph uh, interface uh, lighting and music. And um, one plus uh, not, sorry one plus uh, nothing and Swedish Half Mafia finally de- dropped their <laughs> their their audio pack, and I, I I kid you not, it took me a good thirty five minutes just to find the right pattern to get it to make it into a song that I can play and just make it sound like it actually, it, it is music. It's not just TK pushing buttons just to get the lights to go on. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, uh, definitely very soon to DT. I got to work on that a little bit more uh, to make it an album. We need at least three songs and I've already got one down, one in the can. So we just need two more. And uh, yeah, nothing but glyph would be coming out very, very soon. Uh, you know, selfie abuse title uh, releasing on the nothing label for sure so uh, i've got I, I had to like just nuke all of the wi-fi accounts on ah, okay one plus 11 and on my rokid so okay. it's it's there's no network connection here going android tv it doesn't seem to find so first of all it's an okay. android tv so you need data for it to run anyway yeah, yeah. So you would, even if you were out and about, you would probably still need to throw your phone into like a hotspot mode. Because at the end of the you day, you're right. You're casting something to it. Well, connection. no, no. Sorry. Does, does, your, does the OnePlus 11 on Plex see the, one, uh, the, the TV? That's maybe the, that's the test that we wanted to see. Can you cast directly to it even if it doesn't have internet connection? No, that's just it. Is like, oh. So what I'm trying to do is use screencasting and Google Home. To mm-hmm. get it to, oh, I just said the G word and five phones on my desk lit up. I'm trying to get it to screen mirror or do something mm-hmm. like that. And it mm-hmm. can't find 
the TV. Something that's not on its network. So I would have to tether it or hotspot it or something okay. just to make it somewhat accessible. So now I'm going to take off the Rokids and I'm going to put on my X Reels because see. I believe the yeah. beam should easily give me um, device to device. So okay. I won't be able to do anything with it. Because um, it doesn't have it. Because the beam your... is a completely different kind of solution. The beam is just about head tracking and uh, mixed reality computing. Mm-hmm. But the beam should immediately go device to device and go over Miracast. So something that is an Android or a Chromecasty solution, mm-hmm. without data, you're not going to see the two devices. It's not going to do anything. Um, but now, oh, I need the to what? get. Oh, get yeah, no, as, as you're doing that, there's uh, so many glasses <laughs> on my. For my, my a guy that doesn't wear glasses, that seems like a predicament. I wear you got a lot of glasses. You got a lot of glasses. I pulled out uh, my uh, focals by North for an editorial. Ah, the classics. I really miss those. So, um, now, so while you're doing that one, Michael Peppertech dropped in. Uh, nice that Rokid uh, didn't make the make it proprietary, so you can use the box with other displays. Uh, that means when they update their glasses, uh, you can continue to watch to use the box, even if you don't have if you get a different uh, different device. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think with the exception of the audio channels that Juan was dealing with, yeah. which totally could have been and, circumvented and, if you just go Bluetooth, and, which again. Yeah. And, and again, a lot of that is, is really going to be the limitations of the DRM on these platforms. Yeah. And I really do believe that a major part of this conversation when we're talking about these little brain boxes that power these glasses, these are sort of intro generation products. Mm-hmm. It's like you need something like Rokid Station that is eminently familiar and accessible for consumers just so that they can understand what it does. And exactly. I feel like I missed the boat. I actually wrote an editorial and I posted this on my pre- Patreon too. Um, when we were talking, I thought techies would really go after the X Real Beam, that they would be way more interested in that. And I was completely wrong. Like the engagement and the interest and the people who are like, oh, oh, and the Rokids, it's like an Android TV. I get that. And I can watch things and I can do stuff. And you're like, that is so much more familiar even to the tech savvy folks. And Beam is a lot harder to explain what it does because it really doesn't. I mean, right now, the Beam just booted up and I'm seeing a splash screen that gives me very basic setup user guides, my settings page to get into my Wi-Fi, and then a little splash at the bottom that says, more apps coming soon. It doesn't do anything on its own. It's the translator to use all of the extra head tracking sensors Mm -hmm. in the glasses. That's all it does. It just takes uh, content from other devices and it translates it to the glasses so that when I look... Now my splash screen is is gone. So I've I've pinned it. I can pin it over here. Yeah. And then when I look away back at you, it's not in my field of view. And it's just like having an extra monitor. And it's right over there. So now I'm going to see if I can do screencasting from this. <laughs> Hopefully it works. And it should show up as just the beam. And there it goes. <laughs> the menu just moved and now I can go direct and start now and now here's my OnePlus 11 
and I can dock my OnePlus 11 screen right here. And then when I look at you, it's gone. And then I look over there and there's my OnePlus 11 floating in space and I can move stuff on the screen and it's doing stuff in my field of view. So this is device to device. It doesn't have to be on the same network. But for the Xreal Beam, if you have an iDevice of some kind, like an iPhone or an iPad, AirPlay, I think, will only work if you have it connected over a network. So, no, I, and um, I think it's good. It's a good good testing on the, in a different user experience because typically we are always connected via, to the Wi-Fi, and I think to the end to a certain point, yes, Chromecast has always been a Wi-Fi ex- experience, and I think because it does require internet connection to be able to stream the content once it takes over, once it becomes the receiver of the content, yeah, um, it's well, hard for what, it to you know. To, but I think to, if you turn Michael on a hotspot, Pepper, it should work. But to Michael Pepper Tech's point, that would be. It's the expectation that an Android TV was always going to live in or on a TV, and you weren't going to travel with a TV. Exactly. Now we're using Android TV to do something a little different. Powering well, yeah, the, Android the, the TV Pixel on tablet a portable has, device. Yeah, yeah, I was going to no, say. No, no, no. But I mean, powering Android TV on a portable device, there is an expectation. I think Michael Peppertech brings up a great question because what about... I don't have any data connectivity. I don't have good LTE or even 3G, but I've got video clips and photos on my phone. Mm -hmm. I shot a whole bunch of location footage and I was driving through rural New Mexico. There was like most of the week you couldn't get a hold of me Mm -hmm. because we just had such poor data connectivity. But I shot a whole bunch of things. Wouldn't it have been cool if I could have used Google Home in a point-to-point connection connected to an Android TV that didn't have a data connection. That's something I can do on the X reels with the beam because that's Mm -hmm. mirror cast. So I can't use it with a pixel because pixels don't support mirror cast, but on my OnePlus, even if I don't have data to stream video, I could still look at all the photos and videos on my phone. You know, so that it's that kind of stuff where we're using Android TV as the OS for something that was not meant to be pocketable, portable. And now we've got to figure out, like, how can we maybe push that and do some other things with it? Like, if you want to watch local content with no data connection, you have to know how to sideload apps, how to load things directly into the storage, and then use an app like VLC. Mm-hmm to watch something stored locally. And you only have 32 gig of storage for the operating system, all the apps you're gonna install and any content that you might wanna put on it. But there is no, Android TV does not have a function to cache your video. You know, so like if you've got your phone and you download a movie from Netflix, you can watch it when you're offline. Exactly. There is no offline mode for Android TV's version of Netflix because Android TV was not conceived as a the UI the the you, the, the, the UI on there exactly you're right the UI doesn't even have the option for downloads um, it's only intended for mobile devices that you're using if you're screencasting your device and I think the biggest yep. thing that'll probably will we'll have to see how this gets updated what what Rokit is able to do to make this a little bit more functional in that manner because people will probably want to use it I'm I'm almost tempted to say that if you do create a hotspot on your phone and you connect your your rocket station yeah. to it you should be able to that, cast to it from the phone by definition that's the that's yeah. the link that it's missing 
even if your phone doesn't have internet connection, it's that just the fact that the Wi-Fi connection is there. Then you have peer-to-peer connectivity. And then at that point, yeah. your device is the streaming content. So you're shooting, like if you're playing stuff like uh, off of uh, Plex or something like that, you could run Plex on your phone. Like Plex can run a server off your phone. It's going to murder your battery very, very quickly. But I mean, if you really wanted to push it in that way, this could definitely act in that manner. Uh, we'll have to see, obviously, what what uh, improvements. Uh, not only just Google, but even you know third party companies that are trying to move in this direction, because kind of like what we had to do with tablets and so on. Uh, Google stopped developing for tablets, and Samsung took over to try to divide, you know, provide more experiences, the dock, and a whole bunch of different things. And now, mm-hmm. now that Google's playing the game again, things are going to get better for everybody. So it, it's an experience. For sure. Uh, again, so, we, we keep doing this stop-start thing on different types of heads-up displays and glasses yeah. and all this stuff. And genuinely, like if we had just kept iterating on some of the original, like Google Glass, we would have so much more knowledge. We would have been so many, so much so more ahead. Exactly. We would have worked out so many more of these problems. And so now it's kind of back on, in the enthusiast space with these smaller. These are boutique solutions, but they're mm-hmm. really well-crafted boutique solutions. Between Xreal and Rokid and TCL, we're already outselling what the, uh, I think the first run of Apple Vision Pro is going to look like. It's yeah. so much more important to start with some of the basics and build up than yeah. think... I can come out with a $3,500 headset at the top of the market. This is the most expensive option that mixed reality has ever seen. And you're still going to have to figure out all the same problems as a $400 pair of glasses. You're still going to have to figure out all of the UI quirks. You're still going to have to get developers on board. You still have the same issues, but you spent seven times more <laughs> you get you, you get the, the you, you get the price hike of the label i think to a certain point but no i'm, I'm with you i'm with you um well this this is why i think this conversation is interesting i'm going to save this for a future video where i kind of break down and, and tk and i are going to work on a couple of comparison videos rokid yeah. glasses versus x real glasses and then Rokid's well, brain versus X Reels brain, and we're going to kind of yeah. share like on both of our channels. We're going to talk about this, but there's something that really concerns me about the Hololens, the HTC Vive mm-hmm. um, Pro. What, I, I forget what the Vive XR Pro or whatever it's called right now, and the Apple Vision Pro. For HoloLens, it makes sense that it's a self-contained unit because it's billed as a dev kit. A consumer can buy it, but it's really not a consumer-facing product. Exactly. But Apple Vision Pro is an Apple processor with Apple compute units to handle all of the head tracking Mm -hmm. and a visor and a headset and a dongle battery. So if I've got my, my smart, my, my wearable display glasses and I plug a really fancy brain into them, when the brain gets better, I detach this brain, the glasses can stay the same, and then I attach a better brain and I don't have to scrap the entire headset. Kind of like a neck stock. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it makes more... it so that. It's modular more, approach 
Exactly. And we can we can translate. So I've got a computer, like I, like I've got my Robo and Kala here. I can't tell mm-hmm. you how much fun it was to pair my Xreal glasses with the Xreal beam and then use that as a second monitor for my Robo and Kala because it floats the monitor in space just like we saw in that Apple Vision Pro demo. Exactly. I've got the 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 Robo and Kala in front of me and then off to the side. I've got an enormous display that I could also then control the, the size and the distance and the, the look of it, but it stayed tucked away. And when I would look away from it, it was out of my field of view. And then I'd look over it and it's in my field of view. And it's really, really high resolution for being a uh, smaller field of view. It's mm-hmm. really nice. So I don't have all of that built into the glasses. So the glasses stay really little. And then if I want to pair it with a more powerful laptop, Later, I can pair it with a more powerful laptop. When exactly. the brain that does the sensor translation gets better, I can pop that part out and go with that. And there's a patent that Microsoft just filed um, very recently that I don't think they're going to make it, again, in any consumer-facing way. But it seems like an iteration on HoloLens that's totally modular. Oh, So there's like a face component Mm-hmm. And then a sensor component, and a compute component, and a battery component. That's a smart well, way. What does that look like? <laughs> that looks like what you're holding. Real. I mean, I mean, sorry, X real and real. Yeah, yeah. So you take the part that you need and you attach it to the things that you're already using. I don't love this idea that Apple's showing off Vision Pro with. You can use your Vision Pro and a MacBook to simulate just using your MacBook. <laughs> you can use two whole computers to get the experience of using one whole computer. <laughs> $8,000 right out the, no, depend, the, yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. The, the... <laughs> they did, in the keynote, they showed $6,500 worth of computer to use what would have been kind of just two thousand dollar computer and a monitor and I, no no no. I, that's not they they converted it me over here it's well and, and i think that to a certain point we we kind of the 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 field is still like you said roket is doing a much better job and 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 i think xreal as well is trying to do a better job of providing consumers with options to be able to use their tech they're leaving it up to the consumers to pick what experience they're going to use if it's something that's supported by their smartphone they can you go with, go about it that way and go with the solution just straight with the glasses use the app on their phones if they don't have that solution but they still want to be able to enjoy content watch movies they have the station they have the yep. xbeam and i think to a certain point this is Again, in my opinion, at least like the better solution, buy the the system that fits you and fix what the part that you need fixed so that you can get the better experience. Buying into an entire whole system, although great, and obviously I think the M series, and I'm not going to say anything against the mobile processors that uh, Apple has and the, the Apple Silicon there, it is absolutely powerful. It absolutely will last for years. But it is not modular. It is to a, to a to a certain point limited by battery capacity. You do need to have mm-hmm. external battery packs to run it. But in the way this is currently being set up, this is purely an over. I'm not gonna say overpriced, but like an over. Um, it's 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 a lot more than what I think they're gonna be basically presenting. It. This is the weird thing. I think they're gonna have to dumb it down so that people appreciate what it can do. But to a certain point, like yeah. you said, 
these examples of having to replicate a monitor that you can buy for two three hundred dollars doesn't make sense. A four hundred dollar monitor should not be a solution that we've replaced by a thirty five hundred uh, twenty five hundred dollar um, solution or thirty five hundred. I think the the isn't the, the Vision Pro is uh, thirty five right or is it twenty five? Vision Vision Pro is thirty four ninety nine. Yeah, uh, so or we uh, we know what it's really going to launch with, and that might not include head strap and other accessories. Yeah, yeah the accessories that, like, and yeah. lens inserts are also going to be, the lens inserts on the Vision Pro are going to be almost as expensive as buying the X-Real glasses. I, I think it said it was like 400 and you had to get it first, uh, a manual, and not a manual. It had to be custom uh, custom inserted yeah. for you at an Apple store. So you couldn't even as, do it as by yourself. As opposed to the Rokid Max and the HTC. So the HTC mm-hmm. Elite. I, I can't remember what it's called. It's like, I think it's HTC XR Elite. $1,200 yeah. headset at the at its most expensive. And also with these $400 Rokid Max, built-in diopters. So at oh, least a yeah. wider swath of consumers who might have some nearsightedness. I appreciate, I appreciate those more about the Max on those. immediately yeah. have to jump to lens inserts. It's just a part of the product because HTC has been making mixed reality headsets for a lot longer than Apple has. And their cooling design looks like it's going to be a lot more effective for ski goggles that you stick to your face, where mm-hmm. all of the cooling components for the hardware also increase airflow around the user's forehead so that you don't get like foggy lenses and stuff, which I, get- I just feel like if Apple really was the company that they advertised themselves to be, that would probably be something that they would have considered better. <laughs> well, we don't. We don't have five hundred dollar heads. We we are not going to have to wait too long, my friend. Early twenty twenty four is just around the corner, right after that holiday. Uh, the, oh, the holiday you, break that we got. Did you see? I I can't remember where I shared it. I might have shared it on Mastodon. Hold on, let me see if I can if I can find just. I, I can't remember the outlet that did it. So, uh, Vision Pro hasn't even made it out yet. No, and no, no. Digital Trends already has rumor articles. The next Vision Pro. <laughs> They're already oh, tackling the rumors can you t- on. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't okay, I'll, I'll, I'll say this: Vision Pro Two is going to be even better than Vision Pro One. TK, did you uh, know this? Uh, Could you have sure. conceived I of a mean, world where Apple that, would come out with a Vision Pro Two that does things that the Vision than the Pro front? One isn't going to be able to do? That is just not that is like a hot Apple headline though. right now. Google Dude, but that is so that in my feed. That is so not what Apple like, does though. Apple absolutely does the total opposite. They give you all the features first and then as generationally you get more devices, you get less and less features. and less. Yeah, this is so no. I don't you know, Digital Trend needs to work on their source material. I feel like Apple Vision Pro two is gonna do less. May even provide you less. No. Um the, the <laughs> You're reality first, is folks. Like, it's just uh, like Apple me Vision saying, no, 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 like it, bring back the headphone jack. Dude, it, it's like absolutely me saying, standing up here and say, <laughs> you know what? The OnePlus 12 is going to be featuring the eight, uh, the eight gen three processor from no. Qualcomm. It's going to have 16 gigs of RAM and 512. I, I'm this? telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. I have access to some really secret no. documents. They're called yearly iterative upgrades. And the fact of the matter is, I can tell you that the, the, the OnePlus 13, how that's going to perform. There is a website that was so thirsty for clicks and they knew they had to juice the Apple SEO. Yeah. They oh, my God. started pitching rumor articles on Apple Vision Pro. Vision Pro 2. Because, so I, yeah. I, I know for a fact that a Vive XR Elite business grade mixed reality headset 
mm-hmm. is going to be a lot nicer and more immersive mm-hmm. um, experience than these X-Real and Rokid glasses. I guarantee you that Apple's Vision Pro is going to be a more techie, immersive gadget. Okay. I, that's not an argument. We know the field of view on the lenses is going to be wider. The resolution argument is really going to take some education for consumers because consumers understand full HD versus 4K, but they don't understand pixels per degree. And the center clarity on the X-Real is probably going to be about the same as the center clarity on the Apple Vision Pro. It's just the Apple Vision Pro is going to fill your peripheral vision. But I don't know how much resolution do you need at the parts of the screen you're not looking at. So does or you'll 4K never help oh, yeah, you as much. Exactly. And, but, and I think it's, yeah. We know that Apple Vision Pro is going to be a significantly techier, more expensive product than these glasses. But when I see how regressive Apple's solution for mixed reality is being presented as I can play an iPad game on a TV that doesn't exist in my room. And you're like, for $400, you can play your Steam Deck games. I mean, sorry, not your Steam. You can play your PC games over Steam Link mm-hmm. on a TV that doesn't exist <laughs> in your room. So the gaming, it's not going to be as cool like six degrees of body relative s- spatial computing tracking. Yeah. But if you just need to see a big screen and play your game, that's a $500 experience. They still need to figure out a way to make sense of it all to people because it, it, it at its best right now, it's a dev kit. It's not an actual product. They're still, like you said, they're still trying to get developer on board. They're tr- still trying to figure out how to package this. It's just that yeah. Apple wanted to have that wow kind of a moment and they brought it in. They don't, they're not letting any tech, any person that was there talk about actual experience on these devices. Have you heard about only- how restrictive the devs have been finding it? That like they have very oh. limited access to actually trying out software on Vision Pro. So like the dev kit can give you these tools to try and build these apps. Exactly. How do you run the apps and really see that they work outside of a virtual environment? And Apple's like, no, we can't really let you play with the headset yet. Sorry, bye. That'll be available like, in early ridiculous. 2024 for 3500 No, no, I know. No, it, it, I think it's, it, it is because I feel like Apple still doesn't know exactly how this is going to come out. They're still in the process of figuring out. And the early, <laughs> only thing they could do for us right now is it runs every app your phone runs. And I'm like, great. My phone is already doing this. Why do yeah. I need to pay $3,500 more? And if you could give me a phone that could put out video through a USB-C port, I could connect to any monitor or TV or wearable face display. Oh no, no, absolutely. Mixed reality headset. I, I'm, I'm interested to I see what they do spend with $3,500 to no, recreate my phone apps. The, the next the next iteration of iPhone is going to have USB-C, and to a certain point, they I'll even if they shocked. want to if they have I'll be video out, if it has like video out and full that, support for USB three. Oh, I know. No, I, I mean, it's, it's, an absolute, it's, it's an absolute. It's it's an Apple. It's an Apple certified um, uh, technology that it'll only work with Apple products, and of course, everything Apple. Mm-hmm. No, no. I. That's not what I'm. Uh, my main thing is essentially. 
it's a confusing ecosystem when it, when you insert the the Vision Pro right now, and and I think this is what Apple's trying to figure out: how do you position the Vision Pro in their architecture of, you know, how many devices you're supposed to have in real life? You know, between the phone, the tablet, <laughs> right. the MacBook. Uh, you know what I mean? And obviously they eliminated the Air the iPod because the iPhone kind of does the whole thing already. Anyways, they realize that nobody's buying AirPods anymore. Uh, but the reality is, it, it's a positioning, right? It's it's an ecosystem yeah. of architecture. Where do you put? And it still isn't really a, a product on its own. It has so much overlapping products that can do what it does. Right. And the only demos that they showed us are things that we could already do now. Like there was not much in there that was like, okay, wow. But we'll have to see. Well, again, I I, I want to give them the benefit of a doubt because to a certain point, whatever they put out. I, which is really sad, but it will help push some of the other experiences on the market for us as well, because we'll see maybe some better improvements with more portable solutions, with better maybe Roku's generation two station or three will have a better yeah. processing experience and, that could and benefit we us. We really don't need a whole lot to help consumers just get familiar with it. Yeah. Really, no, no. the like you were saying, some of the things that you wish the Roku station could do. Yeah. The only thing that I really felt would have been a cons- like an immediate consumer accessible feature would have been like a mini video mode. So you're wearing your Rokid glasses mm-hmm. and you don't want them occupying your full field of view. Oh, oh, okay. And you could just shrink it to like a little mini picture in picture window. Especially especially when you have the the visor off and make yeah. it just sit on the side it, so that you still have it. Like sunglasses, yeah, yeah. It, it would be nice if you could change the the Perspective. How, how much of the field of view it's occupying. And and really like I kind of feel like for what Station is trying to accomplish, that's the level of little mini tweaks that I'd want to see. I don't really think Station needs to be anything too disruptive. Beam mm-hmm. is the solution I'm looking at is this is a little bit more disruptive. This is taking the head tracking and bringing in all of this mixed reality data to any computer you want to pair it with, but you've got to pair it with another computer. Exactly. And Beam to me is a lot more exciting for that potential, but it's unrealized potential because you plug it into Beam and then you just like, I see a menu. What do I do with it? <laughs> you you got to connect it. You have to do it. something. Yeah, yeah, you can't just turn it on. Is its own solution. Station is its own flavor. I, I want to bring this up because, and I'm not picking on you, Michael Peppertech, but I feel we talk about Apple like this a lot and I don't mm-hmm. think they deserve it. So Michael Peppertech says it's kind of not Apple-like to jump into something like this that that experimental. First time since the original iPhone that they've really jumped into something that they'll have to figure out. And I would disagree. I kind of feel the first Apple Watch mm-hmm. was a very limited experience compared to what other smartwatches could do at the time. And over time, I like by my Apple Watch Series 3, then they were really cooking on what Apple Watch could bring to the table. And I just wrote another editorial that is going to post early on Patreon tomorrow morning talking about what an utter calamity AirTags have been. AirTags have set the entire location industry back a whole year. And because Apple did not consider all of the ways that their product could be abused, they're leaving this problem for everyone else to figure out. It's mm-hmm. delaying Google's tracker network. It's stalling the the hardware sales. I've got pre-orders for all of these Android-compatible tags, and I'm getting emails from every manufacturer saying, 
We can't tell you when these products will ship. They're ready to go. We have them in boxes. Google will not let us send them to you because Google is too busy fixing Apple's cluster F word. Tag. No, <laughs> cluster tag. No, no, I know. I'm with you. So <laughs> I, I feel like we, we deliver this idea of Apple really taking their time. And when Apple gets into it, they'll do it right and blah, 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 blah. But I don't think the current version of Apple really operates like that. I think they are just as likely to turn their consumers and everyone else, even the people who aren't their consumers. We've all been AirTag beta testers. We've all had to deal with this, and the entire fallout of it has stalled competition. But Apple still gets to sell their AirTags. Apple still gets to leverage their market share. Apple still gets to pull some anti-consumer moves, anti-competitive moves, sort of stealing the business model of a company like Tile, and they'll figure it out. Google will figure it out for them. Don't worry about that. We'll get on board, and by AirTag 2, we'll have better sensors and locations, and we can do better chirps and notifications, and it'll be great. But Apple turned us all into beta testers. Beta testers. For this no, I know. And I guarantee you, when Apple puts out a folding phone, it will not be better than a current generation Android folding phone. Oh, no. It will only be marginally better than like the first generation, generation the fold one <laughs> folding phones they're gonna <laughs> make a like bunch s- of mistakes just like everyone else has oh no no but and i think that's that was the but i think it's to to uh, not to kind of like shift it over but I, I i do get a little bit of what michael's trying to say in the in the sense that i think it's they're showing this to people though it is if yeah. if you walked away if you're able yeah, to see fair. through through the through the, through the um, facade that is Apple everything just works concept mm-hmm. and you saw the product for what it is and you thought about it the reality is all they were able to show you there was like this is a fancy wireless mixed display reality headset a- yeah. absolutely oh yeah, yeah no, absolutely mixed reality uh, AR a little bit you know China environmental type of a lot of the yeah, things that I, we've I had seen a, an Acer that sold for like three ninety nine mm-hmm. brand new. And, and it would it was probably doing most of what Vision Pro the M, was showing the M2. No, no, it, and, and I think to a certain point we'll have to figure out how they are able to position it. How do they justify that to to consumers, and if they or whatever the the, the and again whatever end the pro, the end product ends up being, as you said, what we saw was their aspiration. What they were promising us was the stars. Did they show us anything? No. We need to wait for all of that to actually materialize and how it's going to be. The foldable is not going to be any better. You're right. Android has had foldables for many, many years. We have devices that are so thin now that they're about the thickness. Like uh, the Magic V2, if I'm not mistaken, is, is a hair shy thicker than an iPhone 14 Pro Max. That's how thin a dual display is on on what Honor's trying to push with there. And I can imagine by the time Apple comes around, we are talking much more thinner bezels and more sleek level designs. But uh, yeah, we're finally starting to see Apple do the where they have to innovate with new technology. They're figuring it out. And now they're showing people that it doesn't just work with Apple. Apple got to make it work. So so Michael Peppertech is saying Google wouldn't have, have to do anything if they had have actually adopted the Find My API. What is the Find My API? I think he's, refer- he's referring so the to big, the... Uh... The big problem is Apple went and made AirTags and they mm-hmm. didn't consult the Bluetooth special interests group because I don't believe there is a standardized protocol in the bluetooth stack Mm -hmm. for notification of 
tracker proximity. And it is ridiculous to me that Apple engineers did not consider the potential for AirTag abuse on the AirTag with Android users, Windows users, and people who had older iPhones and iPads that didn't properly support Apple's implementation of the AirTag. They would, they would so never I be notified. I don't know what you mean by a Find My API. I'm, I'm I would assuming need it's... to have a link to something mm-hmm. like that because literally searching for Find My API brings up nothing that would have helped this situation because Apple rolled their own. And Apple didn't consult the organization that would have helped validate a Bluetooth location-based tracker and given them the tools to then make that a part of just the common Bluetooth stack mm-hmm. in Bluetooth 5.3. No, that, with now we're going to catch up to that because Apple went and broke everything, but I don't know that there's anything that would have been an accessible standard for them to have interoperability that also for, wouldn't for other have companies. been punitively licensed because that's the other problem too is like if you're telling me that it's just something you can get an apple certification for <laughs> no one's gonna license a proprietary apple standard i mean maybe maybe you get like some headphone manufacturers or something like that that are gonna made, jump made on for board, apple but oh like, no, no I was, uh, yeah you're not gonna have tile support apple's business model in ripping off their business their model. business model yeah no i know and they it's the, the the end of tile that was kind of such a sad oh michael peppertech is saying bose for example uses find my api which is something that apple made open when they launched the find my network years ago they didn't make it open they, That's ma- not they a, made it available for people to adopt yeah they, they made it available for people to give apple money yeah no, but no, it's it, not a part of the bluetooth sig it's not a part of the bluetooth stack what we need is something accessible so that this is something that alerts to abusive behavior at a Bluetooth core functionality uh, level, regardless if someone is paying an Apple licensing fee or not. Yeah. And that's the problem with Apple being so proprietary. They're it's, breaking it's the, standards and blaming their competition for why things don't work, and they get to continue doing business that way. And other people have to figure out how to make it. the whole rest of the industry has to fix their mess. And I'm, I have three products delayed because Google is having to delay their rollout of an Apple proprietary tracker network that doesn't work and it's not interoperable. So let's not give Apple a pass on this. Apple did something bad (laughs) and, and it caused the potential for a lot more harm the way that they pushed this at scale. They, they can deliver products at a scale no one else can touch. So I'm not inclined to say that find my is an open standard. Apple making it available doesn't. Oh no, my camera overheated. (laughs) You're running an Apple (laughs) camera. (laughs) They're they're telling me it's like two hours. It's like, Oh, we've got to shut this show down. Uh, That's all right. So on that note, yeah. uh, Juan decided to go technicolor on all of us today because that's how the show ends. No, no, I'm with you. No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Michael Peppertech, anything Apple does is not an open standard. You've got to show me where anyone can make a product and not pay Apple money to be a part of the Find My Network. That is not the definition of an open standard. So we're not bullying Apple when we point out how their business practices 
harm other consumers and harm other industries. That's not bullying. That's reporting the news. (laughs) Bullying would be me making fun of Apple for no reason and making Samsung commercials about people who cut notches into their hairline. That's bullying. Me saying Apple's AirTag launch exceeded and, and delivered significant potential for abuse that Apple did not consider or work with the standards-based companies that would have helped prevent those abuses, yep. that's not bullying Apple. You're not defending a $2 trillion corporation from me pointing out how AirTags weren't launched well <laughs> or weren't launched in a way or that even, really benefited. Or, or well, the for the amount of time that, that we've had them out, even try to even rectify the situation. The reality is with air with air tags again, like you said, unless you have a latest, well, not latest, but like a, re, a relatively recent iPhone that runs the latest software from Apple, you would have no idea if somebody's tracking you. That's the weirdest yeah. conversation that we're, we're. This is literally what's, what's I think getting us unhinged a little bit. It's the the lack of communication that ended up putting people like us in the dark because said communication was not done the right way and i think that's that's Quan's primary at least it, it, correct me if i'm wrong i think that's the biggest thing for us it's it's the privacy it's the ability of learning things like on how things would work like as an iphone user you would like well you've been connected you've been traveling with the same air tag for quite some time but it is not set up on your network then you realize somebody's tracking you uh and i, I think this is what's going to take some time for google to try to sure. figure out again everybody's having to to figure out but, how to make this thing work because Ma- Apple Michael, didn't say. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Peppertech's point here, AirTags made it clear what was already a problem. Tiles had the same problem. Tiles did not have the same problem. Tiles are a closed network. Yeah. You, Tile you only worked. opt in to the tile network. You can't track someone to the same yeah. degree with a tile that you can with every single find my device that is using this MFI Apple ecosystem. So we have the philosophical issue of Apple doing something anti-competitive. They took Tile's business model and they did something where they never would have allowed Tile the same access to all of their users and they gave themselves that benefit. They give to themselves what they would never have let Tile do with that kind of data. Welcome back, so, my friend. I mean, technically, that's correct. But <laughs> now you have a location tracking network that operates at a scale. I don't know. What order of magnitude larger do we think every iOS device on the planet is compared to the number of tiles out in the oh. ecosystem? Uh, oh, so my God. The potential it... to, to track and cause the same degree of harm is not the same. And we can't, again... Michael, you, you seem to really want to defend Apple on this one, and I appreciate that. I think it's very, it's very important for someone to try and challenge my ideas on this. But you're equating things that cannot be equated. And you're saying that MFI is an open protocol or it's an open standard that anyone could have joined. MFI is not. MFI certification is an Apple licensing scheme to create standards that only apply to Apple products and Apple services within the Apple ecosystem. That is not a standard. That is a walled garden approach to locking in consumers to one platform. So every tracker technically has this problem. 
what tracker demonstrates that problem at a scale no other tracker can touch? So if Apple is a market leader, then Apple's responsibility is to say, before we blow this market open and deliver trackers at a scale no one else can touch, maybe we should be ahead of the problem. And Apple didn't do that. So Apple is not the market leader that they are advertising themselves to be. And Apple could have defined the future of the Bluetooth stack for trackers and location data, but they chose not to because that didn't enrich their position. It didn't make their lock-in more intense. It didn't make their products better only for their customers. And that's where I have a major problem with Apple. They are not the company they advertise themselves to be. And that is not <laughs> bullying Apple. That is pointing out they had an opportunity and they passed it by because, well, I mean, it's just better if people buy newer iPhones and only use our AirTags with their newer iPhones. It even hurts Apple consumers who have older products and weren't updated to newer versions of iOS to avoid some of these issues. No, no it's, is it's, no it's one of the biggest limitations. Yeah, yeah. There no, no, is would... no whataboutism. There is no one else that operates at that kind of scale with that kind of consumer ecosystem. So it is not the same thing. I'm with you. I'm with you. And I think I think to a certain point, I think I'm hopefully uh, Michael is also able to see and understand the, the connection that we're we were that was he was trying to connect between the two. And you're right, MFI, uh, Find My, and and even with the new USB C, they're going to make it MFI certified. It's not going to be a standard USB C connection. This is I'm this is why the they're called right now. Why it's called the Walled Garden? No, no, no. I, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I think to what it is, the 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 biggest thing that we've always said is when we say the word walled garden, it is because of everything that Apple does is truly inclusive to its own. The reason why my uh, the, the AirTag calamity happened is because, as you said, they somehow decided to clo- you know, turn a blind eye to the concept of the fact that this is turning to be one of their most popular used device and most popular abused device because it is so easy to be able to track somebody because of the sheer number of iPhones. Like you said, right. the, the, the user base by definition surpasses any kind of – like I can't even fathom a multiplication factor of what tile to AirTag user base could have been. Um, and I'll say that because I've actually used Tile. I actually tested out Tiles with Verizon. And I remember the Tile unit that they sent me for review, once it was returned yeah. back to them, it was invisible to me all the way till it reached another Tile that was in yeah. at, at the offices of where Verizon's the, headquarters the was. The immediate reaction to AirTags was so severe. Yeah. Tile sold their company off to another... I no no I mean don't, don't get me wrong like you said yourself where when Apple doesn't allow Tile access to the same user base that they're able to push the same business well, model TK, that they just copied I wonder why they didn't they just adopt this MFI certification and and why didn't they just make it so that Tile can just for pay the Tile every single Tile tracker to be compatible with would be, Apple's network that would why, have made why, money. why not just do that it they could have just raised the price of their trackers so their trackers would have been more expensive than AirTags and then they would have been able to use it is, the same MFI it, it, 
It is the same uh, old story of uh, company sees something a company likes, company makes something that looks like company the, the thing that it likes, you know, <laughs> aka Instagram, in, uh, aka Reels, aka Threads. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain. If, if the yeah, argument yeah. is it's open because Bose headphones and uh, Velotrick oh. electric bicycles can use it, that's not a great argument because you're talking about some of the most expensive headphones on the market, and, and, and you're talking about well. a two thousand dollar e bike. Absolutely, absolutely. sure. Yeah. You can build in the price of including MFI certification on Find My for something like that. But if you're talking about a $30 tracker, it's a tough one. There's no, no, a I reason know. why I feel we don't see more MFI compatible trackers. It seems like AirTags eclipse the competition for anyone who might want to use another tracking style device. No, oh, and, and, and yeah, no, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I, and I, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. As much as I'd love to be able to continue that the conversation on that, I think we've, yeah, we've we kind of nailed it. Well, I was going to say no. That the point's been made, <laughs> and, and I think we've we've made it very kind of. No, my camera overheated. At some point, yeah. we should just shut up. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the camera pretty much gave you all the clues. No, no, it's but it's also because I'm um, I'm literally two two seconds away from like um, on my end as well. Um, but I will say this: um, there's there's I mean there's a lot of things obviously that. We're we're still waiting to see what's going to happen. We have a lot of good technologies that's already out there that does a lot of it. I'm really happy that both of us got a chance to check out the Rocket Station. I'm pretty sure we're going to have a lot more content also coming out that is going to be kind of like you know, uh, you know, simpatico kind of working together on those things. Um, we do need to set up some time so that we can get a chance to do an in person and Rocket Air, uh, Rocket uh, Rocket Station oh, no, versus. I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out there so now everyone has to like kick our ass to actually get these. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. We because we kind of mentioned them before. I, yeah, I want to make did sure. You, I mean, like, we could tease it. D did you want to do the glasses on your channel and we'll do the brains on my channel? We could split sure. it up that way. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I think that so, works. Yeah. Yeah. Tag team back again. Yeah. And this time we're doing <laughs> we're doing glasses this time and brains as opposed to, we're, yeah. Because there's a lot of phones and we're both playing with foldables. But I think yearly we've done phones. This is actually a good tag. I think I, I like it. It'll, yeah. it'll work really good for us. And um, sure. so, yeah, hopefully within the next couple of weeks, we'll work out the the, the details and uh, I want to be able to get that and see how the conversation goes there. But um, yeah. we are uh, we are unfortunately at the, almost at the end of not almost we are at the end of our show we're for this. Uh, we're close. Yeah, yeah. we we've nailed we've, we've made up the time that we didn't have last week. I'll say that. <laughs> it is. Last week was a very short convo because I was what, in. Like 40 minutes. 45. Like yeah, we, we did it. It was absolutely the shortest time ever. Uh, <laughs> but I do want to say thank you very much to everybody for hanging out with us, uh, kicking it with us on this beautiful Thursday evening. Uh, in in oh, Today is the third. Yeah, August 3rd, 2023. Um, a lot of tech conversations, a lot more things coming up. Hopefully even more conversations next week with more things. Um, last bit of note, I did drop a video on uh, the Nan Robot uh, version, the Lightning version 3.0. Uh, e-scooter video that I dropped earlier this morning. That's also been something I've been working on. So check that out if you have a chance. Uh, an audio version of this podcast will be available very soon as well. Uh, please check the links in the description below. Yeah. Uh, but with that being said, thank you very much. Be safe, stay cool, and stay safe. And we'll see you guys next week for another episode of The Best of Our Week. Bye-bye.